Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. Welcome back, everybody. It's Kyle Thurkey with Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon, and this is a different recording day, so none of us know what's going on. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> It is Sunday we were recording, not um, on Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't even know what days we record anymore. Anyways, we have a special <laughs> guest in the house with us today. We got Kenny Walker. Welcome, Kenny. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad one of my here. favorite bass players in town, and then I do the podcast with one of my favorite bass players in town, so if we were gigging right now, this would be a hell of a day for me. Dude, yeah, I hear you. How you doing, man? You, <sighs> are you alive this morning? Trying, man. <laughs> just just working. You know, things are picking up. It's that time of year, so uh, I'm just thankful to be not bored. You know, so. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and what the hell you do here in town? Well, yeah, as you said earlier, my name's Kenny. Um, I grew up about 30 minutes north of here in White House, and. Um, I knew I wanted to do music at 18. I just had no like real like roadmap to do it. So I pretty much joined a bunch of original bands and you know just worked, you know, and tried to make it happen, you know, just on my own with, you know, people I would try to make it happen with and uh eventually turned 30 and I was like, "All right, if I can't make money playing and writing my own music, I'll just make it playing someone else's, you know. I'll just it's kind of like a nice little pragmatic part of my life of my journey i'm like okay this will you know worst case scenario i'd play someone else's music you know and make some money so that's when i started inquiring about broadway and seeing you know what all it was down there and i had no idea what i was getting into (laughs) when i was asking about it and uh it turned out to be a very life-changing thing over um the pandemic uh we had we were all home for the break that was when like half of that was spent drinking and eating postmates and then the other <laughs> half i got to a midpoint where i was like i can't keep doing this anymore i'm so miserable so that's when i started going to the gym and learning this uh, set list that my buddy uh, fate melton had given to me a long time ago and uh i had built it on spotify i just hadn't like cracked it open until you know quarantine so i just every day hour a day just going over songs playing listening to them on spotify playing them by ear and saving all of the charts on you know the guitar tabs app then came to Rippy's. That was where I was working at the time as a busboy. And um, Quinn Messer and Brad Wolf had actually kind of got we'd gotten to know each other. And um, they both heard that I wanted to play. They're like, well, once you get the material down, we'll get you up on stage. And uh, sat in a couple times with them. And the rest is pretty much history. I got asked eventually uh, from the Tootsie Circuit to play for some artists. And then just been jamming ever since you know eventually I started doing it full-time and it's probably the one of the best decisions I made <laughs> music wise so <laughs> I just fair. it just you know and if in so many aspects you would think playing covers you're like ah you know like when you're young you're like, oh, I just want to play original music but 30 year old me would be like well do you want to make money yeah right <laughs> like, yeah do you want to make money just doing this well then learn these stupid songs and then go yeah. and play them you know and then 
But yeah, I, I was just happy to get down here at some point, and it's it's been great. And I met you guys and all this stuff. I mean, it's, from it's, everything that I've seen, man, you've been doing wonderful. You seem very busy. You seem like you got quite a bit of work coming in. You also have your own original project that you've been doing for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I see you booked. You're fronting shows, co-fronting all the mm. time. I mean... I think you're wonderful. I appreciate it, man. I tell you what, from playing with you, like you're you're a fantastic bassist, mm-hmm. but you're always happy. You're always a positive energy. You're always excited to play, and I mean that's why you're one of my favorites to play oh, with. Because like, doesn't matter what mood I'm in, you're bringing me up. Yeah, he that's... reminds me a lot of Eric Gannis in that yes. aspect. <laughs> yes, like he knows the tunes. He's he always can figure smiling. it out. He's mm-hmm. always smiling. He's always happy, joking mm-hmm. around, like. Yeah. just happy to be there and that those are the people that you want on stage and that's oh, awesome absolutely i mean yeah. whether you're a bystander watching or you're part of the band that's who you want on stage because you just want that positive energy you want mm-hmm. that light and so to see i obviously i don't get to play with you because i'm a bass player oh man <laughs> that's we're not, the we're not tragedy about our relationship you yeah. know so. right but i have watched you several times mm. man and and you're again just wonderful to watch on stage you, you mm. have a hell of a presence you can sing really well you play fucking awesome like and you're just you, good yeah. with everything like yeah. nothing's making you mad you're not getting all pissy mm. and carrying it through the rest of the show you're like somebody in the crowd's been an idiot you're like hey dude don't be a dick yeah, yeah. and that's about it <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the kind words. I, I love that you guys. I mean, y'all are aside from being you know badass musicians and you know just great people. Like just doing this, I can't wait to see where this podcast goes in the next you know five years, man. If you guys oh, keep either. at it, dude. Like, I mean, you you look at you know, I mean, kind of a, he's like the name, but like Joe Rogan. I mean, he was mm-hmm. doing this for like years before Spotify like picked him up and just blew, you know, but yeah. you're coming into it in Spotify, you know, yeah. and you're just going to keep acquiring followers and yeah. more people are going to move here. And like, I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to be. I, I can't yeah. wait until like y'all get your first big name. Like, bro, I want to say it was yeah. back in like this, what, November, December when we decided, I think it was December. We decided like, we really wanted to like start doing this mm-hmm. every week and whatnot. And we went from, not that it's a big number change, mm-hmm. but we went from having uh, like 67 followers, and today we are currently at 306 on Instagram. Hey, you're going so, in the right direction, man. That's so the way to go. From, from day one, it took right at about a year to get 1,000 listens. Mm-hmm. It has been three months, and we've added another 1300 there you go so yeah man i mean like kyle has added so much to this he's he's been the social media guru and uh, like helping pull in different people because he knows a different set of people than Mm -hmm. i know and i mean adding him to it has just it's been wonderful so thank you kyle yeah i I was just trying to find something to do to keep me busy yeah (laughs) (laughs) well hey this is not a bad way to spend that time no it's super fun i've Mm -hmm. always wanted to do a podcast and we've talked about it before i wanted to do one called the bus where we just talked about like stories of the road oh yeah and that went downhill really quickly (laughs) and i just kind of gave up on the podcast thing and then when bobby was telling me about this and i did one with him i was like man I think you and I could do this. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think we could do something with this and just just start interviewing people from town. Like let's mm-hmm. just talk to people from town and and get their their advice, their experiences, their stories. Um, and now we have people from out of town reaching out to mm-hmm. us, other bands, like yeah. people in the music industry that want to come and talk. Like I mean, it's 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 crazy. The problem is, is um, we both have crazy hours, and so does everybody else. So yep. getting people. 
on yeah. a certain time. Everybody's crazy hours have exactly. to align. Exactly. That's why we're here on Sunday at <laughs> right. noon. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all are making the effort, though, because it is definitely going to be worth it in the end. Like, it's definitely going to be... I can't wait to see what, like I said, a couple more years. Like, it'll be great. What's funny to me is, like, if Bobby can put up with it. me for a couple more years. Oh, if, if, if you quit telling me you're moving. <laughs> no, when I started this, the idea was to give people that either just moved to Nashville or wanted to move to Nashville the information to make that decision more comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I didn't realize is everybody that was in Nashville doing the thing they're the ones that really lock into this and they're oh, like, yeah. dude, it is so nice to hear other people struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with. Cause yeah. we all have the same problems. Mm. And then we all look at everybody else and they're like, how come you don't have that problem? Yeah. And they do. Mm. You just don't see it. It was funny because I remember, I want to say I was talking to either Eric or, or will about it the other day. Well, it was a while back, but it was when I was listening to the podcast with, uh, Logan Hatcher. And I just remember, like, y'all were just talking, like, I was like, every other sentence y'all would say, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've totally been there, you know, like, yep. so it is, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely good for any, it's a very, it's a good communal thing. It's mm. unlike a lot of major cities like LA and New York and stuff, the, the, the community here, I, I feel like it's going to have way more ripple effects on the industry, like down the road, because I mean, everyone is just... It's it's not as cutthroat, and we all see the benefits of like being on our best behavior, as alongside actually taking what you do seriously enough to learn the material and mm-hmm. to get good and to like make a good name for yourself as a professional. And so, like that community of musicians that we have here, where it's like we're not trying to get over on each other. Like we all have the mindset of like there's enough of the pie to go around. Like yeah. we have like four new bars opening this summer, so it's like we're not trying to like hopefully they hoard gigs. Summer. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not trying <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah. We're not trying to like hoard gigs like other like other places. It's like really super clicky, but here it's just like oh, you're a bass player too. Let me give you my number because I'm going to be going on the road this month, this couple months, and I need someone right. to cover all these gigs. See, you that's know? A, like, that's yeah, my so. mentality. You can only play one gig at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when there's you know a hundred other ones going mm-hmm. on at the exact same time, yep. like it's better to be a part of that as a community than just yeah. be trying to take everybody's gig. Exactly. Because then you're not getting called. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was funny because uh, I don't know if any of y'all like listen to like Joe Rogan or any of those like comedian podcasts and stuff. He recently opened a. Uh, a club in Austin called the Mothership. It's his first comedy club, and he is like not interested at all in making money. He just wants it to be like a badass club, and like all the like Andrew Schultz, Shane Gillis, like all these guys, are like yo, that club is ridiculous. Like the talent there is stupid, and it's like we've never seen anything like this where it's a community. Like everyone's trying to like make each other better. And like I was listening to it, I was like, man, Nashville's been on that for like the past. <laughs> like right? we've been on that for a while. Late you to know? The game. Like, <laughs> we've seen like the the benefit of actually, you know, being in each other's corner, you know, mm-hmm. over being an enemy for like a long time. Oh, so yeah. it's exciting to see that like in comedy because they're like, I mean, now it's, the rumbles because of that club is like, is Austin going to be like the new spot for comedians? Because it's like, it's not just good for established ones because Joe knows everyone. Like right. you can have anyone come in at any time. But they want new people to like grow and develop there. And yeah. so it's like, he has other stages for them. Like, Oh, well, well let's let you grow on this stage back here. And it, like, he treats them very well. He pays them all very well. Apparently. And I'm like, see, isn't it crazy what you can do when you're not being an asshole? When you're not being just like, so self-centered, like when you're actually thinking about other people and like how, what you do affects them, like, 
the whole community wins. And, and so, I mean, from the other perspective, mm-hmm. when you're when you're on stage and you're the worst player on stage, mm-hmm. like how much do you fucking learn? Exactly. A like lot. those are the nights where a I'm lot. like, holy shit, epiphany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, dude. I've and had a lot of Especially when they're like, yeah. dude, check this out. Yeah. If on that bridge you come at it like this, yeah, and you're just like, holy shit, world changing exactly. right there. Like I know sense. how country music is like designed now yeah. because this yeah. one guy who's way better than me said mm-hmm. four fucking words. Exactly. And he did. And he did it in like a cool way. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way that like showed like, hey, I'm I'm on your team. I'm trying to help you out. You know. And, and then after the gig, when they're like, hey man, I've got this other thing. Do you mm-hmm. want to come do this? And it'll give you a chance to check this out. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, this is what mm-hmm. it's about. Like, yeah. And then flip it back to where you're on stage and some new guy comes in mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, dude, check this out. Follow me on this. This exactly. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And you see them light up because they're like, holy shit, this is the coolest oh, thing I've ever yeah. played. Mm-hmm. The, the only problem with that is it all depends on how you approach that situation. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. some, mm-hmm. some people don't know how to give constructive criticism and some people definitely don't know how to take it. Exactly. So some people will take that like you're attacking them and you're like, no man, I'm just trying to like help you out. Like exactly. straight up. Like, yeah, we all just want to be better. The only way this song can be better is if each one of us gets better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we need to serve a purpose to the music. You know, we, we don't need to be over here like hurting the music. Mm-hmm. Right. And if someone's been in town and playing longer than you and has done more than you and they're just trying to like help you out, just have an open mind and an open ear and listen to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times after songs or after gigs, like people have like, pulled me aside and basically been like here's your list of what you did wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah but here's how we're gonna fix it you know exactly and, and you know those those moments can suck when they, somebody's yeah. like all right this is what you got to do this mm-hmm. is what you got to do this is what you're not great at mm-hmm. like it hurts a little yeah but what hurts worse is when they're like oh yeah man you're fine you're just fucking fired yeah exactly yeah, when they like, quit calling you for gigs <laughs> like that hurts way worse yeah. than it's just like if, like, I, if I don't really know yet. it's broken i can't fix we don't mm-hmm. suck on purpose exactly exactly yeah i'm not going out there and be like ah oh, today i'm gonna play like shit exactly yeah, i'm <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. play a B when they're supposed to be an A. Like exactly. No, what? No. no, they'll I, get it. I guarantee <laughs> you, if you're thinking this guy can't play, mm. he's thinking fuck, I can't play. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's humbling too. Like it's and it's good to have that. It's good to be open to it. I mean, I was playing with my buddy Matt Gay the other day, and I was like, I love uh, Matt. He's the I best. Love Matt. Dude, he's I need to best. meet him. I he's hear about yeah. him all the time. Would like I've him. never met him. He wouldn't be a bad guy to have on this gig. He's no. been he's been around or bad. Uh, he wouldn't be a bad guy for this. Dude, podcast, I'm gonna have to reach so. out and be like, I've, hey, I've, let's I've, do I've lunch. talked to him. Yeah, um, I've talked to him a little bit. So we're we're gonna get him on here. Soon. I've heard Real, amazing man. things. Just but, uh, got to shake his hand. Yeah, but he 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 got on to me the other day because I was on my phone a little bit and it was kind of like messing up the groove and stuff and. At first, I mean, I had the the week moment. I was like, eh, everybody's on their phone. But, I mean, last night we played, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just, like, I hardly use this phone anyways. Like, you know how I normally have it on the mic stand yeah. or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I hardly use it. I'm just going to keep it in my pocket just for the night, and I'll just break it out when I need to. And he immediately, he was like, dude, I can tell, like, such a big difference in what yeah. you're playing. So, so that... And, when I was on a Wednesday morning shift with him, <laughs> I actually left that gig. I'm only temporarily gone. Don't worry. It's only temporary. I just miss you. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I left that gig because one, it was a morning shift. And so I was always super tired because I do nothing but closings other than that day. Mm -hmm. And it was my longest day of the week. I was doing that shift, a podcast and another shift. And Mm -hmm. I was just burnt by the time the weekend came around. I found myself doing that. I was on my phone because we'd only have five or six people in there. Yeah. I'm scrolling or mm-hmm. looking at Instagram or playing Pokemon Go or like yeah. you know and I'm like I can't this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. This is terrible. 
And so um, most of the bands that I play with now, I know all the material, so I oh, don't yeah. need the phone. Mm-hmm. I only really have the phone for lyrics just because exactly. I know the lyrics, but I know as soon as I take that phone away, I'm going to mm-hmm. forget a line. Exactly. exactly. I'd rather mm-hmm. just have that there so it, it's it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Safety but, net. Yeah, it is. It's a safety net, and shame on me. I don't care. Whatever. Well, then with the Wednesday morning gig, we're also being thrown some songs yeah, that you've never heard. But yeah, the Wednesday morning Noah gig, knows I just... deep cut country tunes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just... I wasn't paying attention. My mm-hmm. my mind wasn't there, and uh, nobody said anything to me. Like I noticed it, I knew it, and I was like, I think I need to take a step away. Yeah, I was yeah. like, if I'm doing this every day on this gig, like, yeah, I need to take a step away. And then mm-hmm. so I started doing that on gigs that I like last night. Didn't really have my phone on the mic stand at all yeah. until I had to like sing. Like I was exactly. trying to keep it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the same thing because I've noticed that I'm like. Oh, I'll see a message pop up and I'll exactly. like click on it. And I'm like, I don't need to, I need to be focusing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still working. This is still yeah. my job at the end of the day. I'm getting paid. Oh yeah. So, uh, another thing I did that's really helped cause it doesn't show any of my notifications. I just put it on do not disturb. Mm-hmm. So when it's up there and I have to read lyrics, I have to read a chart. If somebody does text me or something comes through, like I don't get a notification for it. So oh, I'm yeah. not tempted to click on it or look at it later. I just mm-hmm. finish the song and then close my phone. Exactly. So yeah, it is, it's, it is one of those things where, I mean, you, if you, you check your ego at the door, you usually end up winning way more than oh, if yeah. you just, like, I, I see it sometimes in like young cats and sometimes it's with the best of intention. Like I mean, like 20, 20 year olds, 22 year olds, just like, they're so passionate about what they do and like, they're not wrong, but then some, like it is sometimes they want to like, they talk about, like, man, the band I'm with, we just got to, you know, I try to lead because I know what I'm doing up there. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, just be careful with how you do it. You don't want to no, come across I mean, the wrong and, way. I mean, you know, how many so. times have you known what you're doing? Exactly. And then <laughs> yeah, two exactly. months later, you're like, I was a fucking idiot. Exactly. Like, I didn't have a clue. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, so. you always know what you know, but you yeah, don't yeah. know what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I get it, too, because it's like, it's hard not to be passionate. I've been in mm-hmm. groups before where it's like. I, I wanted to like, you know, drive the group in a certain direction, but the group was like not trying to go that direction and stuff. And it's like you you kinda have to count the cost where it's like you can you can have your stance, but you don't have to keep bringing it up, especially if it comes at the expense of your gig. That's happened yeah. to me before. No, and I'm it's not. understandable, you know, and, and we're all good now with you know, with that group and everything. But like, you know, it's you got to be respectful. You know, everyone has their journey. Everyone's going to make it, you know, the way that they make it, you know, and whether they succeed or fail ultimately is the individual's responsibility. You know, like you True. can only do so mm-hmm. much. So it's like, and that's something I've learned. Like it's weird stuff like that. I never thought I would learn playing a bunch of bars <laughs> like downtown. Well, you and know, it's so. the stuff like that you can't learn in your bedroom. Practice. Exactly. Well, it's it's real life school. experience. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're interacting with different people every day. I mean, as you know, we've talked about it before on this podcast, you can show up to a gig and you've never met any person on that gig. Mm-hmm. So now you have to like make friends with these people and yeah. you're going to be there for the next four hours. Like exactly. you don't get to walk away at any yeah. point in time. Like you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So you got to make the best of the situation. Then the people that are coming in dealing with all the drunkenness, yeah. the, um, 
the egos that they have and the song requests that they have. And, oh, you're going to play this dance monkey dance. Exactly. Like, right. So exactly. you, you have to learn how to just manage all that. And you don't, like you said, you don't get that in your bedroom mm-hmm. and you don't even get that at some jobs because some jobs you're not really interacting with people. Oh yeah. yeah. And in a bar environment, you're getting people for who they really are. Mm-hmm. So, and then couple, couple that social, skill ability that you have to learn and then listening skills Mm because listening when you're playing live with a band is a totally different thing than playing along with a record oh yeah you Mm -hmm. can't learn to listen in your bedroom yeah that's true the record you know exactly what's going to happen next you're like okay and and you can anticipate for it with a live band you don't always know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and as soon as it feels different it's a different song oh yeah Mm -hmm. like i can't tell you how many times i've gone through a song 50 times and knew it front to back and then played it live Mm -hmm. And couldn't remember anything because it yeah. all felt different. Yeah. It was a different song. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, and it's fun. It's always fun too when like you you really lock in. Like every now and then you'll get some of those gigs where it's like every every person just firing on all four cylinders, mm-hmm. and y'all y'all know how to like jam and like how to take like songs and make them your own in certain ways. Like those are always like super fun gigs. Like yes. I I haven't had many of those this year. Like there I've been like you know, regular groups and stuff. But like last year I, I had, you know, I played with uh, this guy, Jake Holder, who was just a monster. He plays for Dylan Carmichael. He's, you know, front man. You, another love, guy you should bring no, him in. I've <laughs> been know? trying. I've been trying. Yeah. I love he, to, um, yeah, we, we He's know a Jake. character, man. So, fun fact, before Jake moved to town, yeah. I was playing with him in like the Owensboro-Evansville area. Oh, really? And then I came to town Yeah, and immediately got on his ass about dude like you yeah. play fiddle and you're mm. a rock star get the yeah. fuck down here yeah man and so he made the move because mm-hmm. i talked him into it that's awesome dude and then, yeah now he doesn't hire me for gigs <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's not true at all that's not true at all he will yeah. throw me a bone every chance yeah. he gets he's just he's so busy and oh he's yeah, doing he so is. much and he he's one of those guys that has like this infinite amount of mm-hmm. energy on stage oh yeah and i absolutely love playing with him yeah we did a gig this is super funny um we opened who was it for fudge we opened for somebody anyway um mm-hmm. 90s country star can't remember i'm blanking mm-hmm. um i'll remember in a minute yeah. but the night before he got drunk and in a fight with i want to say his brother but oh, i'm not no. sure and he got pissed off and punched something no. and broke his hand no and so we get on stage and he's got the lidocaine patches mm-hmm. like all around his hand Whew. and he's taken like any tylenol ibuprofen whatever he can find mm. And like he is in tears before the show, and he's mm. like, "All right, let's go." And he just puts on the best show ever, and wow. it's just like playing everything. And then we get done, and he's like, "I just want to go home." Dang man! But like he did, he just pushed through all yeah. of it, and he's like Michael Jordan with the flu. It, it was insane. <laughs> you know, and, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like part of me is like, "You're an idiot. You broke your hand yeah. before a huge show." Yeah. And then part yeah. of me is like. But you made it work, so exactly. good job, dude. <laughs> well, it didn't stop you, you know. So he still felt responsible enough to go up there and play, which mm-hmm. is which is really cool of him. I mean, but uh, that's he, that mentality of the show must go on. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, and I mean, that's the reason I'm sure that's that mentality has gotten him where he's at today. Oh, know? absolutely. So, that but, and uh, just his energy on stage, because oh, yeah. like he will push a dead show into oh, being yeah. a success. Well, I mean, even the shows I I played with him at Second Fiddle like a lot last year. We would do like I think like a wednesday or tuesday night and it was usually like it was hit or miss you know it Mm -hmm. wasn't like packed every night but i'm like i but every show we played it was like 
me, him, Clay Shelbourne, Jack Gavin. And Trying to get usually, Clay on here, too. Yeah. Oh, he would be great. And then uh, every now and then, he'd, he'd filter out, like, another guitar player or something to play with Clay. And, um, but yeah, those gigs were just fun because mm-hmm. it was just, he let everybody, like, just do what they did, you know? Like, he oh, had yeah, just, no. everyone on that, in, on that stage knew how to lead, but more importantly, everyone knew how to follow too mm-hmm. like we all knew who to look at when they were done they would give you the nod when they were done or like when they wanted you to vamp or when they wanted you to cut like mm-hmm. and those those that's a like you said that's stuff you can't be taught and, in the classroom, and both jake you know? and clay are great at telling you exactly what oh, they want yeah. oh yeah and mm-hmm. so if you're even just half-ass paying attention yeah. you can't miss it exactly they Especially set you up especially jake yeah. he's they, so mm-hmm. animated with oh, yeah. what he wants like you could follow him all day mm-hmm. they set you up to succeed on that game oh, absolutely. you know so i hope i get to play with him a little bit more this summer uh, i know that he's been using logan hatcher which i'm like yo logan is <laughs> he's pretty crazy too so i feel he's, that he's awesome i feel that mm-hmm. I go through that a lot when I'm like, hey, who, who's your drummer? Like, do you need me? And they're like, so-and-so. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need me at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. call me when you have a gig. I'll yeah. come say hi. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, it's, it's good. I mean, and there's just so much that you learn, you know. And it's oh, yeah. and watching that, too, like that experience affect just the way that I, I write my own stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen that. Like, it's I want to write more stuff that's like, I kind of want to write every album now because I've been playing live so much with the live show in mind you know Mm -hmm. i used to just kind of write very isolated like you know kind of emotions and stuff like that and just for the track but knowing that i'm going to play this at some point like i do want it to be you know like something i can bring from the album to like a live environment where it's like different you Mm -hmm. know like it's 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 like the the album or the ep or whatever but it offers like it's an it's an extension of that you know yeah so um because we've all had to play those songs that just do not lend themselves to a live show oh yeah and you yeah. just got to push through it and mm-hmm, get it mm-hmm. done and it just it there's not that inherent energy mm-hmm. for a live room exactly but um but yeah it's so it's been really cool like being able to do that and like just the hours alone that you get playing down here it's it's unlike any other like mm-hmm. I, I try to talk to as many traveled people as I can because I'm not super well traveled but um like I mean I, I remember talking to Jack Gavin about it and like how many places do you think there are like like Nashville in the None. world there's and not just like I, I can't think of anything <laughs> like, I can't there, think of there's anything. nowhere so. close mm-hmm. to Nashville um the, like that does what we do. We mm-hmm. literally have bars open all almost all the bars are open at 10 if not 11 mm-hmm. and they're a.m. and then they close at two thirty a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. like all day, yeah. all day, and sixteen, sixteen hours. Yeah. You like, would probably yeah. know better than me, Kyle, but Austin is the closest thing I could think but Austin of, and only, it's still miles. Austin, away. Austin does have a, quite a few venues, but they don't have music every day, all day. Yeah, and you, it's nothing and, like and the then, community here. And then you don't I walk into seen. a restaurant and see live music there's a mcdonald's here that has a stage mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been to that one over Dude, by i the still Audrey. haven't played taco over, bell i know i play the, taco yeah, bell yeah. there's a taco bell here with a stage yeah. there's a mcdonald's here with a stage like I'm so disappointed where in else in the world has that not austin don't e- don't even come up me with your with the yeah. austin i'm from texas i've been i live there yeah uh-uh. no uh, fair it, and that's why i defer yeah. to like, you but <laughs> and, and i've traveled a lot too I, i've i've been very lucky playing music and getting to play all mm-hmm. over the world and no there, there's not you go places and there's venues mm-hmm. and then they have there's some bars here and there and austin has a lot but it's only weekends 
Yeah. And usually you're gotcha. paying to get into that bar because that's oh, how yeah. that That's band. a thing, too. Like, yeah. Broadway, yeah. you don't pay to get into the bars, period. Yeah. Unless it's something stupid like a New Year's. Yeah, New, oh, Year, yeah. New Year's Eve and uh, 4th of July. Yeah. I think are the only two days and I think bars. 4th of July, it's mainly the rooftop that you yeah, pay. Yeah, it's yeah, the rooftops the, that you pay for, mm-hmm. for yeah. fireworks. Mm-hmm. But, like, any random day, you're not paying a dime yeah. to get into the bars. Yeah. How crazy must that be for, like, a tourist from, like, a bigger city to come here and be like, oh, wow, it must be expensive to get in all these clubs. Like, oh, no, you can just walk in. <laughs> like, oh, walk in, walk out. When I used but... to drive for Uber and Lyft, I would pick up people from the airport all the time. I'd be like, oh, have you ever been to Nashville? They're like, no. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. And I'd give them the rundown. And they would. that was a question I would always get asked. Mm-hmm. And I just started putting it in my rundown of things. Is no, you don't have to pay to get into a bar. And mm-hmm. if you do... Don't go there. (laughs) Like, they're Mm -hmm. not supposed to be doing that. Because there were some bars at one point that were trying to do that. And and we are talking about Broadway. Like, off-Broadway, that's a different story. That's more like every other music Mm -hmm. scene, real world out there. Broadway is in its own little bubble. Even you go down Demumbrian, same thing. You can get into all those bars for free. There's live bands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so... That's fair, too. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about that. Yeah, and and again, it's, it's not just Broadway. They're, like, in Austin... What is it? Sixth Avenue or Sixth Street? Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. And during the day, it's a normal street. And then on the weekend or at nights and week, well, maybe just weekends, they close it down to where you can just walk around openly. Yeah. yeah. But you'll stand in line for hours. The bars and clubs are not nearly as big as they are here. Mm-hmm. The bands, while some of them are talented. Yeah. It, I I've yet to go to an Austin bar where I've I've had a band impress me outside of like no, South by South. No, it's, oh, as yeah, far yeah. as just general amount of talent, you can't beat Broadway. Yeah, like I no. tell people all the time, if you're at a bar on Broadway, there is almost a 100 percent chance somebody on stage playing. Yeah, is either in one of your favorite major artists band, hmm. or they're touring with a band. Opening for your favorite major artist, yeah. or or like, they recorded on that song and yeah. around. right, like they or, are yeah. top of the career. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it is nuts, man. It's it's weird to see all that and like just and you you don't think about how those hours compound over time as a mm-hmm. musician. That's like this that alone is worth coming down here. It's like I went from like playing bass thirty minutes sometimes a day you know to like four to like 12 hours you know at least like 40 hours a week now you know Mm -hmm. and then you don't think about like that time on your instrument how like like you're getting grows you You so much not get better playing yeah Mm -hmm. and then outside of that then when you come home you have to learn new material and there's new songs Mm -hmm. that come out all the time so then you spend another hour or two at the house you know so there's there's another five or six hours a week on top of that just learning material or just going through scales or whatever it is you do to practice dude and it's and i'm really excited to see specifically like just how open like i so one of the my my band year love we usually play the six to ten slot at snitch you know we'll play there and we got that gig like maybe like a year ago at this point and um just we we only do like late 90s early 2000s rock that's all we do we don't do any kind of country down there and just to see like the appetite for it because mm-hmm. I mean, country is great, and country will always need to be on Broadway in some capacity. But we're getting so many more different people now. You know, mm-hmm. like so many people from you know, like just Seattle and you know Texas and Florida and all, and they want oh, to yeah. hear something new. So when, I mean, there've been multiple times, not every time, but every now and then, I'll be like, you know, we really don't do that much country, and people, are like, yeah, 
<laughs> you know, like we've been right. listening to country well, yeah, all I mean, week. Well, you know? That's so exactly like, what they'll say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, man, every bar down here, it's all we've heard is the same mm-hmm. country songs over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. So like when I get to play with Will and oh, Skylines yeah. and Satellites, people are like, oh my God, it's such a breath of fresh air. Oh, dude. And then, of course, it's always fun for me because I'll play Old Red or the Valentine. Somewhere there's a big open window, mm-hmm. and people will see my hair oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. the window, and they come in. They're like, "Well, we came in because we saw your hair, so we yeah, figured you're playing rock music." And I exactly. was like, "I'll play what you whatever exactly. you want to play, man." Exactly. See, and that's the thing too. If you've got like a small number of bars mm-hmm. and you're all playing country music, then that's cool. Yeah, yeah. If you've got this shit ton of bars that we have now mm-hmm. on Broadway, and you're all playing the same thing, exactly, it's pointless. It's get it gets. Bland, and that's not good for the genre either. Mm-mm. Like you don't want to oversaturate people. No, with you just want one, people. You, know? you want people to come to Nashville because they're like, mm-hmm. I'm a country music fan. Yeah, yeah. But nobody just listens to mm-hmm. country music. That's yeah, not a exactly. thing, dude. Twelve Thirty Club. I haven't been. I haven't seen a show there just yet. I played there a couple of times, but they say on like the top floor, it's like more R&B oriented, like keys, brass section, that kind of stuff, along with like guitar and drums and everything, and. uh but, like, I mean, it's Justin Timberlake's bar, so it makes total sense mm-hmm, that it yeah. would veer away from that. I I want to go see more bands like that downtown. I just Same. like that dude, jazz, play in funk, bands R&B like that. fusion. Oh, dude, it's because the level of skill, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I always talk about uh, Ayana Janae and the Gems. Like, they're not, I, they, you could check them out on Instagram. I think it's, like, just Ayana Janae or something. But, dude, it's, like, all black, like, neo soul band. They play, like, pop, but... I have yet to see one musician not just be like, just geek out over them because they're so good. (laughs) Like, they're ridiculously good. I'm like, I mean, and they'll play like Rippy. Last time I saw them, they were playing Rippy Side Room. I'm like, I look at bar owners. I'm like, why are they not on every main stage down here? (laughs) Have you ever gone to Bowie's on a Wednesday? No, I don't think I have. I've been to Bowie's before. Go go to Bowie's on a Wednesday. It's uh, Juju in the League, Mm -hmm. and they have like a an open jam kind of really? thing. Like they're playing their own thing, doing their stuff. And, um, they have this little whiteboard that if you play an instrument or you sing or whatever, like you can write your name on there and what song you want to do or what you play. And they'll call really? you up at some point. Yeah. Dude, and I need to do they that. They are some of the, you said that's most, Wednesdays. It's Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. They're some nice. of the most badass musicians. I went yeah. in after my gig, um, with Hudson Valley the other night. They're like, Hey, come over here and watch this band with us at Bowie's. And I was like, yeah, let's go, bro. Mm-hmm. First of all, I walked in. They were fucking crushing Prince, and I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah. yes, mm-hmm. let's go!" Second, but, he was like, "I don't want to play." <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was like, "I gotta go not, home and practice." Uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you know Jonathan Nixon. I think so. Uh, phenomenal bass player. He plays with them. Uh, he was there the other night. I it was so loud there. I didn't go talk to him. I I messaged him later and we spoke. But um, yeah. Dude, go in there Wednesday nights, nine to one or something like that, and they're phenomenal. You you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. A lot of R and B and soul and funk and just different mm-hmm. stuff that you're you're not hearing country. Dude, you're not, yeah, you're not hearing your the normal rock. They do a little bit of rock from what I did hear when I was there. They played like four or five Prince songs while I was there, and I was so happy. Yeah. I was, I was loving it. He oh, doesn't get enough it. love down here. I mean, no, you hear Purple he Rain every now and then, but like but he it. does have a that's lot it. of like great <laughs> hits. So, But, uh, dude, the jam scene, too, like just, like I've heard places like, you know, I mean, Bowie's, The Flamingo, I hear, like mm-hmm. they have a crazy jam on Wednesday nights, which I'm like, I, I want to get into it. I feel like as 
a student or as a practicing musician like that would be being able to do that or like to make those connections and have that develop that level of skill where you can just sit in mm-hmm. on a band like that where it's super high energy and like frenetic and it's like everything's off the fly like i feel like that would be really good for me i've always wanted to just do that just to say just to say i did it for one but two just to grow you know mm-hmm. and like i i just seeing that those aspects of the community like i feel like if once I get a good amount of like, I'm starting to get more tourist friends that come through, you know, and yeah. like hang out and everything. And once I get one that I see pretty regularly, like I want to have that moment where they're like, oh, we're going to go to Broadway. We're going to go to Kid Rocks. I'll be like, no, not tonight. <laughs> we're going to go to the Flamingo. <laughs> and like, we're going to show you exactly why they call this Music City. And uh-huh. then just see these. I mean, like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. And that that's what I think is lost on Broadway because mm-hmm. because of the environment and because you have mm-hmm. to know everything pretty much like the record because yeah. you never know who you're playing it with exactly you don't get those moments of spontaneous greatness oh yeah mm-hmm. i get that. and that i mean bottom line that's why we're all in this business mm-hmm. is because we hit one of those moments when we were learning to play and mm-hmm. we were like fuck it that's the best thing in the world exactly yep. exactly and i mean it, it like it does lose that aspect of it i will say on broadway but at the same time like it also weathers you well enough too to do you know things where you know Kyle, I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Where like you can go play on like a huge, like play do a travel gig, go on the mm-hmm. road and like you know go on tour with someone, and you go from on the Broadway where it's like four hours a time, four hours a shift, no breaks mm-hmm. to like an hour and a half set, and you're just like, oh, this is cake, you know, it's oh, all yeah. playing the yeah. same Bro. thing over and over again. <laughs> you know, so. man, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I'll play mm-hmm. all week long and then go hit a road gig for, you know, Thursday through Sunday or Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I actually like, cause I do love playing and performing so mm-hmm. much. So then we're done at that hour, hour and a half mark. I'm like, can we keep playing? Like, <laughs> Dude, I was, yeah, I was exactly. just going to say yeah. the same thing. Those I, breaks yeah. become hard because yeah, you, yeah, you get yeah. done with the break and you're like, "Dude, I like, feel like by we the should time, just be done by the, because mm-hmm. like we've lost all the energy." Yeah, mm-hmm. by the time and now we got to like, build it back up. up. Yeah, I'm ready to go and uh-huh. ramped up. We're like, "Oh, we're done," and like, "Oh mm-hmm. shit." Yeah, yeah, because I've conditioned myself to play for exactly. A couple tours I've done where it was like a forty-five minute set. It was like the last song. I'm finally warmed up and like really playing, and then we're done. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I've I've been on the road a couple times too with guys that like that like three hour sets, and they got to like hour and a half, and they're like, oh man. Getting gassed. I'm like, man, this is, you know, these like, like, I have to play I'm for one less started. hour. You know, <laughs> right? like, this is great. You know, so it is, it is crazy how, and, and that's, I guess, one of the many reasons that I, I didn't really know because I grew up around this. Like, I thought mm-hmm. this was just how music was played. Like, oh, this yeah. is just the standard everywhere, right? Well, it wasn't until I actually got out of town that I understood, like, oh, when people hear, oh, that's a band from Nashville, it's like, from that like they're actually gonna Dude, be yeah. really fucking good and it's like to me it's like what are you talking about <laughs> like but yeah we're now like, i get it we're, now like, like, oh, we're, just, we're just so, musicians exactly, like, exactly. I, moved, I moved to nashville and like the players i played with back home almost mm-hmm. instantly was like oh he's great he's a nashville guy i was like yeah Dude, I haven't played in Nashville yet. I yeah. literally just unpacked my like clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I tables moved, right It's now, like man. automatic. Yeah. It's this automatic notoriety, whether mm-hmm. you deserve it or not, because yeah. they know in like six months you'll deserve yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, because you can't, like you said, you can't play that much and yeah. not get better. Well, that, yeah. that's why so many artists will market themselves as a Nashville recording. Yeah, artist, yeah. Because you know? mm-hmm. throwing that in front that of prestige. you, yeah, it, yeah, it, it gives people outside of Nashville a different perspective on you, a different light. Mm-hmm. So 
problem is a lot of those guys, even though they recorded in Nashville, haven't spent any time in Nashville. Yeah. So it's false advertising. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And everyone has different experiences. You mm-hmm. know, like sometimes people will come in on the writer's angle, or like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe they're already well connected enough in it already to where it's like, and they have you know. They're still talented, but they mm. just knew the same people really quick. Whereas a lot of the people on Broadway is like, we're not, you know, we're not the fortunate sons. Like, we're just people from, you know, BFE. We just oh, heard Nashville is a great place for music. We yep. rolled the dice. You know, we, we took the chance. We're like, oh, we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford to live here, you know. Right. But That's we come thing. here. Yeah, we come here and then we make it happen. And so, and a lot of us will start there and then just go like, you know, all, you know, as, as far as we can, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I like it because, you know, God willing, you know, my band does do, you know, fairly well, you know, we're successful. I actually tell people what it's like, like down there, like more and more people be like, no, like, listen, Nashville's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a completely different beast. Like, you don't go in there with the ego because right. like, the day you walk in there, you're around 50 other instrumentalists that make you look like you just picked up the have guitar. You you ran, know, so. Have you yeah. ran into the musicians that aren't in Nashville that seem to have, like, this idea of what Nashville is? Oh, yeah. And they're exactly. like, oh, man, I would never do that because yeah. X, Y, Z. And you're just mm-hmm. like, dude, no, that is yeah. not at all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I get that you're scared, mm-hmm. but, like, don't be making shit up. Exactly. Well, <laughs> that, and I've met people, too, that they prefer to be a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. I'm just like... I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same... And I mean, they're great. They're great mm-hmm. musicians, but I'm like, dude, you would grow so much quicker. And so that's and like, that's so an ego yeah, thing. Where, yeah, what you would do is... Yeah, what you would do in like, like 10 years where you're at, you'd probably do in two in Nashville. Like, it's, it even it's took ridic- that long. Yeah, exactly. Like, you would see so much. People will call you for so many gigs. And like, you know, if you were just a cool person, just like I said, just know the material. Don't be an asshole. Because if know. you assume... That they're consistently playing in their home mm-hmm. area. That's what two nights a week. Yeah, eight hours exactly. a week. Exactly. Uh huh. You come here, dude. You can do eight hours in a day. Exactly. No problem. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And it's hard to it's hard to explain that to people. It's like, I, I think part of it, and that's something I kind of learned last year uh, when I was I was on the road with this band Tanglewood. It's like a sister duo. They play a lot of like second fiddle and uh, that circuit and stuff. They're they're great. They're awesome. And um, I got to go on the road with them last year, and we hit Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, all within like the same week. We were doing like multiple you know, yeah. dates and other places, and I was, the, for one, I found out that I actually have a taste for the road life because I I drove mm-hmm. me and uh, the drummer Evan. We were riding the whole way, and I was I was driving. I never got tired. I was just like, dude, I, I just can't wait to see the next place. Like I'm, right. I'm ready. And um, two. I found out like people that think they know their country really don't know it until they actually traveled it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going to Pittsburgh, and I always heard like Pittsburgh, like you know they they like the Steelers, but like no, they love the Steelers. <laughs> right. Like the the history of like that town, you know, being like you know big steel manufacturing town, like that's where the name came from was the Steelers. Like. And all the residents there, most of them, unlike Nashville, they've been there for generations. Yeah. Like these are people that have like grown up, like they've grown up, had kids, their kids grew up here, had kids. And so there's a lot of pride in that team and what the city represents because like once, 
you know, the steel manufacturing got huge. That's what Pittsburgh became known for. Mm. And the manufacturing companies like, we're going to buy a football team and, and steel state pride and blah, blah, blah. And that, and it's in there still, you know, for better or worse. Like if you're, uh, you know, if you're born in Pittsburgh, you bleed black and yellow. That's it. And, it's, yep. and I respect it because like, I like the Titans. I like NFL, but it's like, there's not that same. It's not the no. same here. Well, you know, like, it's, it's, it's almost nobody in yeah. Nashville's from Nashville. Exactly. So there's mm-hmm. not, they, they moved here. Yeah. They're transplants because this you know, was where they needed to be for their job exactly. or for, in our case, our creative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. abilities. And it's like, this just happens to be where we needed to be. Exactly. Exactly. It's and got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. It's just, this is where our situation was. Exactly. And also the team was a transplant. Like they were mm-hmm. the Houston Oilers before yep. they came yep. over here. But yep. I've got, I've got some, mm-hmm. some thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> Abandon us. Oh man. And yeah. Now we've got one of the worst teams in the league. I know yeah. man. I'm, 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 I'm just hanging in there moved here too. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's a thing. Leave Houston, come to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it is, it's interesting. Like you really don't, that's why I, I try to travel as much. Any kind of travel gigs mm. I can get, I try to take them. Because That's, just for that alone, you know, like, just to know your country. Know where yeah. So before I did Broadway, when I came here, I, within two months, I got thrown into a band. Mm-hmm. And it was my roommate's band. And I'm, I'm so grateful for this band because had I not gotten to that band, I don't know that I'd even really be playing music. Mm-hmm. That band really, for two, two and a half years, just helped me so much. Yeah, yeah. And... Fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Join the band. Lost. Talking about getting right. to know your country so, and traveling. Yeah. So yeah, so with them, that was the first band. I had a band back in Texas that we did a little bit of traveling, and but it wasn't much. It'd be like a, yeah. a couple of dates here and there. And it was usually somewhere inside of Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas is huge. You can travel around Texas all you want. We went to Oklahoma, up to Chicago. We've done Florida, Georgia, those places. But one night here and then back. Mm-hmm. With this band, every weekend I was traveling, and I was traveling to different places, and mm-hmm. I was staying on people's couches. We weren't even staying in hotels. So we were staying on friends' couches and all this stuff. So people would take us out on the town you know, the night before we were supposed to play, and we are getting to like explore all these cities and mm-hmm. do things. But that's the best thing you can do as a musician outside of like you know being here in Nashville playing Broadway is taking those opportunities to travel and get mm-hmm. to know not just our country, but the rest of the world. Oh yeah. I've been to Spain, Portugal, um, Afghanistan, the mm. UK, all up and down the UK. Yeah. So do the ladies yeah. love your accent over there? Y- yeah. <laughs> um, I, man, <clears throat> I was married at the time and that was like one of the hardest things. Oh man. I literally, I told the band, I was like, I'm not going out with you guys anymore. <laughs> I was like, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying in the hotel. I'm staying. I want to go home to my life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I was like, nah, I'm not. Well, you're you're a good man for doing that. You're a very good man. So, but. I want to go back now that I'm single. I'm like, yeah, let's go back. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> love, I'm ready to go clean up, man. <laughs> to play outside of the, I've never gotten yeah. to play outside of the country. I've yeah. played almost so, everywhere in the yeah. country. I will say in the UK, they love country music. Yeah. That's weird, they right? Yeah. love country music. We played a little bit of rock and pop. No, no, no. The country music, they lost their mm-hmm. shit over. Yeah. It's nice. so crazy. Yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't realize that it was that, like, popular yeah. and big over here and they're like yeah we don't get it mm, like we only get yeah. like you know they'll get the the number one selling artist so they'll get luke combs they'll get morgan right. wall they'll get stuff like that yeah. but they're not just getting 
they don't get to sit here and hear 90s country yeah. and early 2000s country. They're only getting what's on the radio and what's being played over there. Yeah. You forget, oh, it is a different country. It is overseas. Yeah. Like the Rodney way- Atkins. That's who we open for. <laughs> <laughs> and full we circle. Did, I told we you. time mark that. I told you it would <laughs> like, come yeah, back. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a good 20, yeah. 25 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah, Man, yeah. I wish we had cameras in here so we could get Dude, the look we, on his face. <sighs> we're like, ah. Oh. <sighs> you know, we've we've yeah. talked about this. We're mm. working on it. Um, if anybody wants to help us out, send us a GoPro or something. Hell yeah. Right? Dude. I'm just going to start putting up the Venmo every day. And be like, there you go. Fun to go. Exactly. I've seriously thought about doing like a Patreon and having yeah. like our outtakes or like weird like even have yeah. you record like a weird like ten minute Kyle's rant for the day or whatever. And <laughs> don't, just so yeah. much, I don't know that I want to do that. So much I'm weird get random content. <laughs> like, I don't know that I can get fired from my own yeah. show, so but there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a new promo ad that yeah. I had to do because Anchor changed its mm. name to Spotify for podcasters, mm. so I had to do a new promo ad. And I put up my phone and I haven't showed anybody this, but. I recorded me doing this promo ad because I kept fucking up. Mm-hmm. And so for like literally 10 minutes, I've got, I don't like that. We're going to change that. Oh, Next, yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't say what I meant to say. Well, yep. Next. <laughs> I, how many of those, uh, which you'll, I'm sure, have, do you watch our stories on the, for the Instagram for this podcast? I have seen a couple of them. Yeah. I don't think, I don't watch them regularly, but I have seen a couple. They're of them. all almost the same thing. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. It yeah. just depends on how many, uh, how many times we have to do it. Uh, but which I've lately got, has been really good. I'm the very last proud of two, you. it's only been one take and I'm very proud proud of myself because normally it's like five or six so we do have several of those outtake videos yes <laughs> mm, so dude. there's 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 fun content that we oh, yeah. could release yeah. if only if we the had price is right yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and right def- now the price is a camera Definitely yeah exactly. take any of those opportunities though that you can to travel any road oh, gigs yeah. i mean and i've opened up for a lot of people and i've gotten mm-hmm. to play with some really cool artists too um I've opened up for Old Dominion, Carly Pierce, Aaron Lewis, who that was. Oh, that was. You know, I grew up listening to Stain, so I was like, this is awesome. Of course, he was playing his stuff. But then I got to watch from less than 15 feet away on side stage um, him sing. It's been a while. Oh, and nice. Dude, yeah. the whole place erupted. Mm. I, lo- I have a, the whole song on video. Like, yeah. I was just in complete awe. I was like, Dude, this is yeah. the coolest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Those moments Chesnut. moments are so emotional to me. Oh, like, yeah. It yeah. hits hard. Mark Chesnut, Mark Wills, um, Gretchen Wilson. I, I've opened up for all of them, got to go on the road with all of them. And they're, it, it's just been such a cool experience. It, mm-hmm. You're not going to get that here. You're not, you're not going to learn those lessons here. Mm-hmm. And some people you find out you really like, some people you find out you really don't. Yep. But getting to travel the world, sitting in a van and or bus, if you're lucky enough to do a bus gig, if you get to do a bus gig, do it. Take oh, it, do it. Yeah. I would love gig. to do a bus gig. <laughs> I'd love they're, that. They're I felt lucky with a van. Yeah. <laughs> man. And again, I've been, I've been very lucky. Like when we went overseas, we got to fly first class from Dubai Ooh, to Afghanistan nice. and back. Like, so like I got to experience first class and like, mm-hmm. I had never done that had I not taken mm-hmm. that gig, you know? Exactly. Like, I'm never going to splurge on first class for myself. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then staying in like a five star hotel. But then yeah. I've also on the, on the opposite spectrum of that mm-hmm. I've traveled in a minivan or a loaded mm-hmm. pickup truck. Oh and yeah. Stayed oh, in, yeah. In the most sketchy red roof mm-hmm. in possible. And <laughs> yep. you know, See, that's even, what I'm used to. Yeah. There we go. Even, yeah. even recently, like we went up 
drove up to took two separate vehicles, went to the gig at this very nice venue. I'm not going to say the venue's name because you'll understand why. We show up and there's an opening act and us and there's two stages. And the first stage, the opening act, they already had them set up, did sound check everything. We're the main closing act, right? So we start setting up on stage. They don't have enough mic stands for us. They don't have enough XLRs for us. They've used everything for the other band. Mm. And we're like, well, what are we supposed to do? Then we find out that the guy running sound is the light guy, and the sound guy's not even there, and this dude doesn't even oh, know what he's doing. Oh, no. They're supposed to start at 7. We didn't even start our line check till 645. Ooh. At 745, I, not the band leader, not, not the name on the bill, me, the bass player, I was like, I'm done going home. Mm. I'm not doing this. Damn. I was like, we're already way far behind. They haven't yeah. started. They're pissed off at us. Yeah. We're pissed off at this crew. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never in my life have I had to do that, but it was one of those decisions is like, sometimes your sanity is just it's yeah. way more worth it than being treated the way we were treated Dude, that day. Yeah. And it's just, you, you learn some self-respect and you're like, all right, you know what? If these, sh- some, I'm going to be careful. How I say this. <laughs> these smaller bars on Broadway, mm. um, treat you better than that than a multi-million dollar facility that has number one selling artists come in like know your worth exactly don't don't just because they've got a bigger name or have bigger names coming in like don't let them bully you around and that stuff that like yeah it doesn't work you know i I wouldn't have learned unless i went on the road and did all these things that i did like Mm -hmm. i probably would have just been like all right fine like yeah we'll just do it Mm -hmm. but i was just like you know what uh yeah, it's it's a paycheck, a big paycheck, coming. and it was it was a big paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And I just I'd cut my losses. Yeah. And thankfully, my singer paid for my gas there and back, so mm-hmm. we took my vehicle. But you know, it's just you have to know your worth in a lot yeah. of those situations. And I feel that a lot of people that don't do the road life at all, mm-hmm. they have too big of an ego and don't know their worth. Yeah, yeah. And they'll accept stupid gigs like like mm-hmm. they'll they'll put up with stuff like that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like just being like no. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm better than this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've also had the opposite problem where the artists that I played for thought they were way more valuable than they were. <laughs> yeah. And they were making demands. They had no. Yeah, no right that's, those are always fun people. You know? There's that like, too, man. It... And me, you know, because of my experiences and being around so many amazing artists mm-hmm. all the time, I'm trying to gingerly explain, look, dude, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously, I think you're talented, or I wouldn't want to play with you. Yeah. But nobody knows who you are. Yeah. You have no intrinsic value. Yep. Like you're at the bottom. Yeah. I always, I my question is, how many number ones do you have? Yeah, exactly. Zero. None. How many radio plays do you have? Absolutely zero. Yeah. I got yeah. ten thousand streams on Spotify. No, <laughs> you know, no. like, how many? How many, how many, years? How many, how many number ones and how many radio? Plays? Exactly. That's, exactly. That's mm-hmm. what matters. Yeah. And it I look, Spotify numbers and Instagram and TikTok numbers, they matter too. But what yeah. truly matters in mm-hmm. the industry that's going to say whether you've like made it or not are gonna be your radio plays and if you have a number one. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. And Do if you people don't know your name. If you yeah. don't yep. check your ego at the door mm-hmm. and chill out. I Just, always uh I feel like I, I've kinda come to the, the conclusion like in, in cities like LA and New York, you know, everyone that's in entertainment or music, they're all like, oh, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. But in Nashville, I'm like, it's nope. It's about who the hell knows you, man. And it's like, what are you doing for the community that mm-hmm. is elevating you? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you can play Freebird. 
everyone down here plays that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like no. that is like no. basic one oh one, you know. You don't so. get gigs in Nashville based on your talent because mm. everybody's fucking got yeah. talent. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what they've got. Yeah. You get it based on your personality, your oh, attitude. Yeah. Like, are you fun to hang out with? Are you fun to be on stage with? That'll get you a gig faster than anything else. Well, and there's this kid that I play with with uh, Dalton uh, Marcus. I can't remember oh, I his Marcus. last. What's his last name? I'm I don't it up right know now. that I ever. Oh, you yeah, were talking about name. him when Dalton was here. Yeah, yeah. Marcus yeah. Warner. Uh, Wiener, Warner, I think it's Warner, but uh, li- but listen. Well, it's I've- Wiener now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but Marcus. Sorry, Marcus. What I, <laughs> what I love about He would be a great guest, too. Like, he would. But he would. what I like about him, uh, he I feel like he sets the standard because he plays well already. He's already a great mm-hmm. showman, which a lot of guitar players down here are. A lot of them, too, just kind of just stand there. And it's yeah. like, okay, man. Like that's, But like when you go from someone that just stands there, who plays fine, but just stands there, Someone like Marcus that's like when he's selling Freebird, he stands up on the bar, he chugs a beer while he's playing the guitar, mm-hmm. he throws a guitar behind his head, he does this, it's like All a the 10 tricks. minute song. Like, All the tricks. like those, that's a huge leap in pedigree as far as like mm-hmm. guitar. And like that's when you make your name, like it's very rare I never play, free, like I always, I always play Freebird with that guy. I'm always making money with him, mm-hmm. but he takes his job seriously enough. He knows the fucking game. It's like, okay, yeah, I can yeah. play, but I also need to be a showman out yes. here. Like that is, for me, I look at that and I'm like, all right, I got to get a wireless setup on my bass. I got to learn how to solo. <laughs> I got to like, right. just, just, I mean, it's not even that much required for a bass player, but just having it in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like people will remember that and be like, yo, put him on stage like the like the closest thing i do to that is um white stripes i learned seven nation army how to sing and play it mm-hmm. because one night i was playing with uh laura walsh eric gannis and ethan Harb. we were playing at valentine and eric had broken the strings on both of his guitars and we didn't have like we were like uh you know and then i think <laughs> ethan looks at me and goes seven nation army i'm like okay and then like i just play that and it gives it gives him the time to go yep. change a string while i do that and i've got my pedal set up to where like i have the pork and pickle distortion in the pog so whenever i hit the chorus i hit that pog which is an octave pedal and it just beefs everything up mm-hmm. along with that distortion and it fills up a room and everyone was like down for it and every- it was a party so you can keep the vibes going like just because just doing that extra to that that yep. much extra you know like can make a huge difference but marcus sees like he goes above and beyond so i see musicians like that i'm like that's how you know like marcus is gonna be fine like whatever oh, happens yeah. i mean i hope he goes and tours stadiums at some point i hope that's where his career ends up but and if it doesn't it's because not, he made that choice yeah if not he's going to be making like 500 a gig <laughs> like right. just no. mostly with and it the thing about him too is like long, so you know all the talent in the world the showmanship everything mm-hmm. you're describing but he's also easy to be around exactly he doesn't get pissy exactly. he's always mm-hmm. in a good mood like yep. you could totally botch something mm-hmm. and he'll be like all right man you'll get an extra exactly time. he plays well with others like, you know he plays very well with he's others. exactly the mm-hmm. kind of person you want to be on stage exactly so and it's like that i see that's another great thing about the city is like the you know people that are normal and okay they might just get intimidated by it but people that really like want to thrive in this town they see the the skill difference between them and everyone else and they're inspired they're Mm -hmm. like oh there is no ceiling to what i can do like let's keep going you know like i want to keep like i 
hardly ever practice on my own, but now like I try to, you know, just mm-hmm. try to go over arpeggios and try to go over scales and like just soloing and writing cool bass lines and stuff. And like, active listening when you exactly. are listening to music, mm-hmm. be like, oh, we played this song. Let me listen and mm-hmm. pay attention and see what I'm missing. Exactly. Yep. Like, and it just makes you like the city just in general, just makes you better. Like if mm-hmm. you're supposed to be here, the city will, will make you better at the end yeah. of the day. So I, I've said it before, like I came to this town with that intention. I just wanted to be surrounded by the music and become a better player. I had no intention of doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. When I moved here, <laughs> yeah. I, I, my mom will tell you, she'll attest to this, like I refused to go near Broadway. I was like, I don't yeah. know. It, it scared the hell out of me for mm-hmm. one. And I was also told by a lot of people, like, oh, Broadway is where musicians go to die. You don't want to do that. You want to get on <laughs> tours. So I started getting on tours. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I've learn that that is not true broadway yeah. is not the place where musicians go to die oh yeah uh, it's where the musicians go to get better and like exactly. i said before it's 100 it's boot camp mm-hmm. and if you can make it i'm gonna put it this way if you can make it through may what may through august you're good oh yeah if you've mm-hmm. made it through those months and you've had steady gigs and you're getting work you're good. You're oh yeah. If That's you're not, once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. once you have crossed that threshold and you're a Broadway guy, yeah, you can forever be a Broadway guy. Oh yeah. That, and that's a thing. Oh yeah, and it's it's great too because I mean, if that's I've talked to musicians on both sides, the ones that do want to travel and kind of like get out and you know do something. I've talked to other people that are like, man, I just like being home every night. That's just yeah. like playing that's over me. there and yeah. like just I like making my money, paying my rent, and like just you know paying my mortgage and then just being done and like. To both of those is like fair enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Like I, but it's it's great that it's for so it can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. For mm-hmm. me, I see it as a springboard. I see it exactly. as a great place to practice and network and get to know people and, and pay rent exactly and, and pay all my bills. <laughs> and I see it as a place to you know that can launch me out. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, you know, say this this you know podcast you know three four years from now is like ranked on Spotify, which I really I really think it can be, honestly, with the way the city's going and the more people you have in here, like I think it can get I there. Mean, it's it's but, definitely um, growing. Yeah, yeah. But um just keep at it. But um but I mean you'll be able to like speak like I mean you'll get invited to other podcasts. Say you're on like Joe Rogan or something, you can actually tell him like, no, this is like what it's actually like in Nashville. Like we played on that strip and it is it's bananas. So like, and just, I, I love that the city is getting the attention that it's getting. And like mm-hmm. more and more people are, are waking up. To, oh, okay. Like we don't have to be assholes to be successful in the music industry. It's like, right. no, it's actually quite the opposite. No one here wants you to be that way. Right. Like, no one, Please yeah. don't. That's the quickest <laughs> yeah. way to get kicked out. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like when you choose to be like, you know, have that ego of like, I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to get over on anyone that tries to stop me. Like your circle, your potential circle, which is like this big shrinks to about like that much Mm. because usually the people that deal with those guys think that they have to. I was like, no, you don't. And see, I always (laughs) always thought in life, I was like, man, you need like a tight, small circle until Mm -hmm. I moved here. And I'm like, nah, you need everybody in your corner. Exactly, Mm -hmm. man. You want everybody in your corner. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really tried to be friends with everybody. The mm-hmm. only, there's only a few musicians in town or artists in town that I no longer speak to. And that's yeah. because there was some definite bad blood. Yeah. There, you know, and you, but, you don't have to get along with everybody. No. Yeah. But there's a level of respect that you have to maintain. Yeah. And you like, also, you don't have to stay in situations. You don't want to right. be in. Exactly. No, absolutely. There, if you're is, not happy, don't do it. There is a lot of there's work in this way town. More I will say that like every time I've left a gig and or got fired from a gig, 
I have found work not mm-hmm. shortly after. Yeah. So uh, there's stuff out there, you know, I mean. Yep. And is. there's growing pains. Like when I first moved to town, I did things that people didn't like and it caused me to lose some gigs. Mm-hmm. And since then I've gotten the opportunity to go back and make amends. And oh, some yeah. of these people that had to fire me because I was yeah. an asshole mm-hmm. are some of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very forgiving town too mm-hmm. if you take the opportunity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like I mean, it you you gain a lot by being able to have a certain level of empathy for mm-hmm. like your the people in your life. You know, like yeah. yes. And I know in any kind of like show business, it's hard not to like keep the focus on like you and what you're doing and everything. But you know, the more it's it's weird. I feel like it's just a rule of life where it's like if you can be of value to the tribe, the tribe usually elevates you on its yes, own. Like you yes. don't have to like, you know. I feel like especially back in you know prehistoric days, like I'm sure that moment where that one huge strong caveman was like, you know what, I'm gonna share this this meat that I just or this this animal I just killed with the tribe. And society and like, was born. Yes, exactly. And they're <laughs> like, you shared it with us, and then they went out and did all the stuff that they you know that that guy couldn't do on his own, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they like so it's like that basic like you know just you're gonna get back whatever you give out, you know. Yes. Like give give out good vibes, give out honesty, be yourself, don't lie or bullshit. And then the best you can hope like and just do that. And then usually people in this town more than, more often than not people are very respectful of that, mm-hmm. you know. And again, I've said it a dozen times. If you're a good person, Mm -hmm. that's way more valuable than being a great player. Oh, yeah. I will put up with a player that's not quite up Mm -hmm. to par if they're easy to work with. Oh, yeah. Because they'll get better. Exactly. They'll get to that Mm -hmm. line. That's that's not a question. If they're Mm -hmm. playing, they're going to get there. Oh, yeah. You can't push somebody into being a good human. Exactly. Yeah, for real. (laughs) You can't do that. You're definitely going to have a way harder time with Mm -hmm. that. Oh, man. I... I, I somewhat slightly disagree with you on that, that they're if they keep doing it, they're going to get better because I've had a couple players in this town. They're, they're no longer here, and mm-hmm. there's reasons why. I gave them chance after chance, and it just – I would tell them, hey, this is what needs to be done. Like work mm-hmm. on this song or do this, and they would come back the next gig or the next week and nothing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. being said, though, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. So like there, I would say it's I'd probably – that, that- depicts more of their personality. 85% of the people that come to this town, like I I would say about 85 people that come, 85% of the people that come to this town want to get better, want to learn, want to succeed. And there's a like 10 to 15% that just like doesn't care. Yeah. So Mm. it's, it's a drive. It's a work ethic. It's, it's, it's yeah. (laughs) No, I hear you. No, it's like, and sometimes too, like you kind of get like, you're in like, you know, my position where it's like, yeah, I, I play full-time for a living, but I also have my original stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. there is that, like, you have to divide up your time and energy and resources not only to writing your own stuff, but also, you know, being open to learning new material from other people and everything. So it is sometimes it's like just getting that, that focus, too, like finding the people that you work with in this capacity where this is what pays right. my rent, and then finding that other group of people where it's like, okay, this is me writing songs and working with producers and stuff like that. And it does, it kind of gets split. You gotta, you gotta figure out what it is that you're trying to do mm-hmm. and spend an appropriate amount of time growing that. Cause it's like, I do want to play with as many bands as possible down here. Right. Like, I would love to do that, but you know, learning every new song or every new viral song that comes out or like just like everyone, like getting all the set list I can and learning everything. Like that's a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> especially so much so, time, you know, so. and I know it's this way for guitar players too. Guitar players and, and bass players, like 
we swap around so many different gigs mm-hmm. and every artist has a different set list. Yeah. When I first moved here, it was basically kind of one yeah. standardized yeah. set list and now it's not. Oh yeah. Everybody picks a little bit from that, but then they're like, well, I want to do these songs and this and this, and this is what's gets requested. These are the stuff that we like. Um, I don't know if you've ever played with or seen uh, Coco and the Nash. Oh, I would love to play with that man, band. <laughs> like that they is look a so killer fun, band. Yeah, um, they're so good. They're they're killer, but like they don't play any standard stuff. Yeah. Like they even said they're like we don't really play country. Some people requested country, and they did like one or two country songs yeah. and went right back into their stuff. And it's mm-hmm. it's not stuff you ever hear on Broadway. Yeah, but and every time I see him at Lucky Bastards, like it's, it's packed. Asses and elbows every time. People man. are dancing. Mm-hmm. I was in there where we were on Sunday now. I was in there Friday night mm-hmm. after my gig Friday. I think it was Friday. It was it Friday? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. It was Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was Thursday. Sorry. Because I was like, no, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there are gig days and not gig days. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We, yeah. we have a binary day system. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> mm hmm. And what we were talking about before we got on this podcast is I am hungover today and I've been drinking a lot lately and my days are just kind of a blur. So here we are. Busy season party rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it was Thursday. Um, I went out with Monty Mater after their gig and we went and saw uh, Coco and the Nash and Ty was playing. Ty's a good buddy of mine. Oh, Ty's great. Yeah. I love Ty, dude. I want to get him on here too. Actually, Mm -hmm. we're going to do side note. We're going to do a whole like bass like, oh like yeah, four or five of us bass takeover, Hell yeah. drum takeover, and then I'm gonna work out that we can somehow do a guitar and singer takeover, yeah. possibly, possibly, maybe. I don't mm, know. We'll nah. find out. But, <laughs> they already have too big of an ego. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. They get we'll enough keep attention. It to the rhythm section. Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. music. Yeah. So I said maybe, but Ugh. no, dude. We were in there and just slammed. There was a line out the door. Yeah, they, I don't know what upstairs looks like, but downstairs was slammed. Oh yeah, everybody. I have video from it. Everybody was in there was singing, having a good time. Yeah. and I was like, this band fucking rocks. Yeah, like, dude. I I dig this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of times I go in and I watch my friends and because we all play the same stuff. After three or four songs, I'm like, cool. I want to leave. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to leave that kid. Like, yeah, I was yeah. now mm-hmm. involved in the crowd and yeah. like rocking yeah. out. I was like. That's this so awesome. Like, yeah. I don't I don't get to go to a lot of shows generally where I like enjoy it because I'm going mm-hmm. to gigs of people that I play with. And, and, and oh, play yeah. It feels songs. like you're just at work, but yeah. not working. But yeah. going, going it's like to when that, you serve at a restaurant and you go eat there. It's like, ah, this exactly. is awkward. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like going into their gig, like I didn't feel that way. I mm-hmm. felt like I was at a show. I yeah. felt like I was part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was awesome. I, they absolutely crush it. Coco wasn't there. It was Tesla Don was singing. Oh uh, yeah, but she's she, great. She's great too, mm-hmm. man. Um, and we saw. I think this is like two weeks in a row now. I've gone mm-hmm. and seen their band play. Yeah, so, dude. I, uh, did you get to go? I think it was last Tuesday to the Rage Against the Machine. I did go to the Rage oh, Tribute. Oh man, I can't believe we didn't see each other. Did we did see, you each see other? how many people were there? It, it was a ridiculous. Like amount. I wasn't yeah. there, but I saw all of his TikTok stories on it. I was up. At the front corner in front of the base the whole time. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have my hair up. It was slicked <laughs> oh, over. Oh, that's probably why I didn't see that. There, there. So, I mean, yeah. Your flags weren't waving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, look, man, I'm not going to lie. When, when, I tonight, go, you know? when I go to shows, mm-hmm. one, I want to stay low-key. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And two, 
I'm tall. I'm six one. Yeah. My hair makes me six 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 seven. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm standing in front of a short person, mm-hmm. they automatically fucking hate me. <laughs> yeah. And I like to be at the front. Yeah. So yeah. to be fair, like, I hated you two feet ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> the hair guys, is just yeah. insult entry at that yeah. point. <laughs> so, oh man. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Like, mm-hmm. plus I wasn't playing either that night and takes a while for me to do my hair yeah I mean, yeah actually imagine. right now it's up because i slept in it but oh wow nice there you <laughs> yeah, go. yeah right i do sleep on my side so it's mm-hmm. it, it helps but yeah. i mean the back's kind of yeah still yeah. looks great but hmm. no it was awesome it was a great Dude. show man yeah you, you, so you went to i did yeah like i i uh i bought i wanted to get mez tickets and they were like 50 bucks and i was like yeah i'm gonna do the frugal thing and get the the plebe tickets, you know, the general admission. So I went in there and I just, the sound was, I don't know who was doing sound that night, but it was like immaculate. Whenever Will and Kevin and uh, Trent got on stage, like, I was like, dude, this well, sounds so Will good. programmed yeah. all the both pedal boards to yeah. have all of uh, Tom's sound yeah. and um, Tim's sounds. Yep, yep. And then they had like two basses that were similar to like what Tim used. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they had Tom Morello's signature guitar. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so weird they, watching Eric Gannis play his guitar up here as opposed to, like, down here where it's always at. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay. man. I, like, I was laughing at that uh, one, too. It was crazy. I was laughing at that, too. But, yeah. no, they, they did. They did a fun Huge job. shout out to Will, though, on attention to detail. Yeah. On, well, like, he, him everything and Brian he Russell does. Collins, like, Dude. got that whole thing together. They, like, they did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Brian did a lot. But I'm... I'm putting will on a pedestal yeah, when yeah. it comes to like that kid man and mm-hmm. sorry I'm music calling you a kid, side of things <laughs> yeah. holy hell he got all the fucking pedal boards programmed and everything he had to do for that mm-hmm. he basically him and brian got all the bands put together yeah and then the night before after will's gig he didn't even go to bed he stayed up all yeah. night and day mm-hmm. had to learn three more fucking songs on vocals and guitar yep and show up and do that gig and yeah, still man. like be in charge of everything. Like, and yeah. as I mean, far as operations, Brian oh, yeah. fucking kills it. Oh yeah, like it but did go off pretty seamlessly. Like, like the the two of them together when mm-hmm. it comes to putting on something like that. Like yeah. I don't know if you could have a better duo. Yeah, I, I man, saw Brian were, yeah. the other day, and when we were walking around, actually, he was mm-hmm. playing with Hayden and uh, Ty, and I talked to him for a quick minute, and I was like, man, that show was like damn near flawless yeah like, and he goes man i know it just it ran so well i'm, I'm so mm-hmm. impressed and i was like dude whatever y'all did y'all did a fantastic job and i like as your colleague and mm-hmm. your friend i'm super fucking proud of you yeah but as someone who came to just enjoy the show mm-hmm. i had a fucking blast oh yeah and he was like dude that's the, what the I taylor hawkins hear. tribute was the same oh way. for like, real for like real that mm-hmm. that show is amazing yeah. like it felt like a foo show i i really this is why i want more touristy friends because if i had one in town at that time i'd be like fuck broadway we're going to see this rage against the machine well, so, yeah i, I, mm-hmm. I took like, one of my know. friends uh she's a concert buddy of mine and i was like hey yo all my friends are playing this tonight it's rage against the machine mm-hmm. and stuff you like i was like I do. I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go with me? And she was like, "Yeah, let's go." Mm-hmm. And like, so she got to come out and meet a bunch of my friends yeah. and like do something she wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's very fortunate for us to be in this side of the industry and work the way that we do, and still be able to go 
like up the street and just see our friends play and mm-hmm. have a good time you yeah. know like and like just absolutely and not just because they're our friends but because these are people that are like so fucking good like re- like yes. we get spoiled yes. on the talent that we have in this town man like so spoiled but and i'll be the first to say that i take it for granted i don't go out and see anybody yeah. hardly ever like I, I, need, I to. need to. I need to. I want to go to more jam nights. Man. I'm, the last grunge night I went to was really fun, and that's the only reason I went to this. Like, I saw the bill where it's like, oh, this is like all of my friends playing. <laughs> Let's go see him play. Mm-hmm. You know? And lately, like that's that's all I've been doing is mm-hmm. I've just been going out and watching my friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm either gonna come watch you on Broadway or come to an original show. Yeah, or this yeah. Show. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to go see my friends. That's the one thing I always bitch about. I'm like, I never get to see my friends play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. I'm not playing doubles every night now. Mm-hmm. And like, I have two nights off a week. Like, why not go see exactly. your friends play? Like, why sit at home? Exactly. Someone's playing somewhere. Exactly. Like, exactly. you know, something's going on. It's either going to be low key or it's going to be something like the raid show where it was just oh, fucking yeah. badass. Dude, I, I saw that bill and I'm like, man, this like is like a logistical nightmare because you could have very easily just had the same four or five people. Like with a couple of changeover with mm-hmm. like leads or whatever. Every but single band changed yes. every single song. And like I'm just like, oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. But at the same time, I think that's also what makes it an event mm-hmm. is because it's like all those people on that list probably. I mean, if all of them knew just two people, it would mm-hmm. still be packed out. <laughs> like it would still right. be like right. two, yeah. two of their friends came to the show. Like of every person on that list, like they were it would still be packed out though. So. 20 to 25 songs i think somewhere around mm-hmm. there and every band changed now granted there were some bands that like like will and uh mm-hmm. kevin and and trent i think they played but that's also because they had to learn like three yeah. songs last minute mm-hmm. but they played three or four songs but it was not back to back they yeah. were like mm-hmm. five or six songs apart so mm-hmm. every every single fucking song yeah. would end Everybody would leave stage. A new band mm-hmm. would come on stage. Most yeah. bass players had their own basses. A mm-hmm. couple used the house bass, but most bass players just walked on stage with their own bass, which yep. I think was kind of smart. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Where the guitar players, they were legit sharing the same oh, three yeah. guitars. Well, I mean, so, that tone is so iconic. And yeah. It was very, very... Uh, um, there's a, a good amount of foresight on Will's end to be like, well, if we're actually going to play Rage stuff, we need to have the Rage tone. Like right, that's, exactly. That, that tone that Tom Morello had was so iconic. Like he, he played guitar very different from a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of his contemporaries. So you, in order to really honor what Rage is doing, it's like you can't deviate too far from that setup. You know, mm-hmm. you can do, do have a little deviation, but having everyone bring their own pedals and do their own thing, it's like, nah, man. And like, there, gotta, there's a big know. difference in covering Rage at, a random gig where you're just doing one exactly. off rage song mm-hmm. and then doing a tribute show exactly. where you well, are trying to project mm-hmm. the idea. Yes. That's what I was going to say. You're, you're doing a tribute show. So like, you want to the make goal sure is to that, make it yeah. feel like their yeah. show. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like being musicians, that was, if it was just some other booker that would put it on or some other event coordinator and not an actual musician and a fan of the content yeah. that did it, it wouldn't have turned out as good. Because oh, like it, it would, it, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like, have had the care, no. and that's no. why the shows here are so much like and just general talent. That's a testimony to the level of talent and passion mm-hmm. that this community has for music. And oh, I just got an idea. What up? Uh oh, the wheels are turning. Uh, oh, the wheels are turning. We'll have to talk. We're not. We're not talking about it on here. Good, because we'll I'm nervous now. <laughs> oh, but it's, I, not, I do, it's not bad. I, I do want yeah. I just don't. I don't want to throw out my idea out here and then someone take my idea before. Oh, that's oh, I got gotcha. so. All right, so I do want to ask. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a clip up of a video from the radio show of Jim Riley 
playing. And he did. Jim Riley uh, played drums for Rascal Flatts. Oh yeah, for, yeah, like, he was there. freaking mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, 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 he was. Um, he did the uh, the Foo Fighters show too, mm-hmm. and fucking killed it which mm-hmm. is amazing to me because that's not his yeah, genre yeah. and he just walks in and fucking owns yeah how did he do at the raid show that was great dude every yeah. single person that was that was on that bill was on that bill for a reason mm-hmm. like they all fucking crushed it and i bring this up because again jim riley is very much rooted in country i mean he's played with rascal flats for mm-hmm basically his entire career mm-hmm. um he teaches now and um like he's he is not at all what you think of when mm. you think of rage or foo fighters oh or no not at all rock he, drummer he, at all just looking at him on stage because i i do remember just looking at him on stage he did not fit in my opinion like the look of mm-hmm. that band or the music at all as soon as he started playing pfft, Oh no, yeah, no questions asked, really? bro. He mm-hmm. he belonged up there. Yeah, like it was it was awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if he was excited to play it. Oh, I know it's something it was. different. Yeah, yeah. Was oh, like, I'm sure. Oh, you know, of it, like, man. I'm sure he probably plays some other genres as well. And oh, he does. Like, and and like you know, like I've met him a handful of times. Super great dude. I mm-hmm. follow him on socials and stuff. And he's always posting videos of where he's recording for mm-hmm. such and such or this band or that band or whatever. And a lot of this stuff is well outside of what you think of with country oh, yeah. music he does a lot of like more pop funk grooves and a lot mm-hmm. of it and stuff but the only time i've ever seen him like legit rock was at the foo fighters show oh man and well then the clip that i, I saw like, from yeah, this and then the rage show he he was yeah, rocking out man he he is genuinely a master of his craft and i have like, so much respect for and him. Oh, yeah. even going back to the singers like Every single sing, every single singer crushed it, including the fucking females. Oh yeah! Oh mm-hmm. my god! They killed it, dude. Monty, Monty, Laura, Ivy, all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember her name. She was wearing the blue. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember her I name remember either. Her name either. I, I started mm-hmm. following them on. But she killed on Instagram. it. Yeah, they all of them. Every single one of them just absolutely mm-hmm. crushed. You guys got to get Laura songs. Walsh on here at some point too. So, do we need to make a list yeah. of people? Yeah, because <laughs> they like twenty every names time right I'm like, now. All right, yeah, let's exactly. find a guest. Well, and I, I, don't know I always I say I can I can give you so many names. <laughs> I always <laughs> save those yeah. posts that I'm like, oh, who wants to be on here? Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm really mm-hmm. just looking for names. Yeah, and I save them, and then I like go back and like trying to find them. Like, oh, I post a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I was. Uh, I, do. I, was I need. I need to get better about actually like writing down who's going to come on here. Scheduling oh, yeah. is hard. I was for doing me. so well. Yeah. <sighs> My life had to go this yeah, way. Yeah, man. That's but fun. Like it, and that's I, life. You were you were taking the reins and like driving the whole ship for a while and like mm-hmm. we need to we need to work on the teamwork thing so that we have each other's back a little oh, yeah. bit more. Yeah, but definitely. I mean, this is all still very much a learning yeah. process for oh, us. Yeah. And again, I, it's it. Schedule. We we had a good schedule, but then mm-hmm. shit comes up. Shit comes up. Yeah. And, and and then trying as to reschedule busy season those dates. thickens up through the summer. Like it's going to be harder and harder to make everything fit. Oh, yeah. So it's it's going to be a lot. Like 
I was uh I was I was excited to do the show. I was excited I got the call and I was just hoping that it would have been a like a little bit more in advance because I really wanted my drummer Abraham. He's newer mm-hmm. to Broadway. He mostly plays with me, but he plays with a whole bunch of he plays with uh, We Are Vessel and uh this guy Joel something. He's like Christian like contemporary Christian artist and he would have some pretty cool perspective too, just to kind of bring in and everything. But yeah, have and him plus, shoot me a message. We'll try yeah, and get yeah. him in in the next couple of definitely, weeks. Or definitely, definitely. But yeah, I was I was hoping we could get here together and kind of like you know talk about just our experience with like kind of mixing that broadway thing and like doing our you know original stuff as well I tell you so, what, yeah. you, you've mm-hmm. alluded to your original band mm-hmm. several times but we haven't really given you an opportunity to mm-hmm. talk about what you're doing mm-hmm. so take a minute and like let me know what's up with that oh so it's uh so the name of the band is year love uh we've been i've been on this project for about five years now we've had some lineup changes and stuff and uh Right now, it's just me and Abraham. However, you know, we, we whenever we write, it's usually full band. We'll have, like, guitars and everything. Okay. I play bass and sing. And uh, we've had – what's been cool about being here in Nashville is whenever I need guitarists to, like, record or even perform, I've got, like, a thousand of them I can call. Right. So yeah. I mostly use uh, Eric Gannis. I use him a lot just because he's a machine. Like, he learns everything to the recording. I think and, Eric um, has been – mentioned on this podcast almost every single episode he's on by him and will i know they're like like, probably the two top names (laughs) well they're just so serious about what they do and it shows in their work like they don't they don't talk they actually act Mm -hmm. and you see them playing you're like oh yeah you you do you are all about what you say but Mm -hmm. uh but yeah like being able to use them and stuff has been really cool and like just I, I feel like your love being in this community or having exposure to this community has helped out a lot. You know, I feel like it's because I, we've been able to get musicians on tracks. We use Nate Milstein a couple times oh, uh, I love for some Nate. tracks. Yeah, and uh, but um, but it's going well. Like we have an EP that we're working on. Nate features on it, um, and I don't think Eric features on this one. But we've had you know a whole bunch of people. Uh, one of um, the drummer's friends. Uh, Devin, he he features on it as well. Like so, I got to get a whole list of it. So that's it's been really cool to kind of merge those two worlds together and like get musician feedback on the content, you know, and actually like be able to take the positive and like you know like the, the criticisms as well and like actually make a better product, you know. And um, so we have an EP coming out. I think we're gonna try to release it in June. It's called "The Loss of Love and Time," and it's just kind of like emblematic of where I was at in my life at that point mm-hmm. and like you know just kind of the growth i've kind of come through it's gonna be like six songs and we're really excited it's uh it's it's definitely kind of the culmination like i said of just like you know the experiences and the kind of music i was listening to at the time and um and just you know just be just living life you know and like learning about it and everything and i i'm really excited like i think the perspective too i mean it's a lot of it's a bunch of love songs but i think it's like it's more raw look at him kind of where okay. it's like it's very like you know there's an acknowledgement of like bad behavior but at the same time it's like a confession of like well I'm, I'm broke you know what I'm saying like it's it's um, one of the things I feel like you know Taylor Swift does very well in her music is actually putting the perspective of what it's like to you know her perspective you know as a person and as a woman and like you know a romantic relationship with someone mm-hmm. or like when it's like falls apart or when it comes together and i don't feel like i don't know with with guys i i in my experience it doesn't it feels like guys just write about like sex a lot of the time it's you know very what i'm yeah. saying it's level. very surface level where it's like this actually gets pretty deep and like very like raw in some areas where it's like you're just 
you know, as a man, you question some of the things that you do, you know, and like, mm-hmm. you really just like, man, like, why, like, I should be better than this, but I'm not, you know, and like, and it's, it's, it was a growing period and I'm, I'm very happy for where I've come and the stuff I'm writing now for the next album is going to sound completely different, but I think it's good because it shows change and it shows growth and it's like becoming more of who I am every year. Well, you're, like, you're yeah. a different musician now than oh, you yeah. were when mm-hmm. you started five years oh, yeah. ago doing this project. Exactly. So. And yeah, I mean, I hear that a lot when like artists come out with new albums and new songs that doesn't sound anything like mm-hmm. the previous ones and they get all mad and you're just like, they're growing, they're developing, yeah, exactly. they're trying to give you something new. They gave you something new originally and you love that Well, yeah. now they're trying something else. Like they're giving well, that, you once again their even raw from a right, If you write a song today that sounds exactly like the song you wrote five years ago, yeah. then you're still in that spot. Yep, exactly. You didn't grow, yeah. you didn't mm-hmm. learn, you didn't improve. You're still the same writer. And yeah. you don't want to be that. Yeah, and I think there's a way to toe that line because you were saying it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a different musician, but I'm also a different person. You mm-hmm. know, when it actually comes down to actually like, like the the lyrical content you know like it's it's me reflecting on like things i did right and also very much like things i did wrong you yeah, know yeah. things that i, I should have known better and it's being able to express that you know especially as a dude i think is is important you mm-hmm. know i think there's a difference between like being like like choosing to be like weak but actually being like vulnerable there's a difference between oh, yeah. the two like cuz there's parts where you need to acknowledge like oh i I'm I'm lacking in this area and mm. I need to fix it, you know. Mm. And I think it's it's important for growth. It's important to kind of like I mean just like anything you do in life. It's like if you're having like I'm doing arpeggios on bass cuz I never touch arpeggios and I need to learn arpeggios especially when it comes to soloing. Like mm-hmm. I'm so I'm focusing on that. Yeah, if and you can't you identify know, your weaknesses, exactly. you can't improve them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think and it's and it's, you know, it is a form of courage to actually acknowledge them, you know, mm-hmm. and to actually express them. And what my goal is hopefully for this EP is to actually like make, you know, and anyone that, you know, hears it, guys or girls, like just to let them feel less alone about it. You know, I know that there are a lot of times like I'll listen to artists, you know, whether it be, you know, Kings of Leon or Childish Gambino or something. And they say a line and it's like, Oh, I, f- I felt that, yeah. you know, like, and yeah. it's, it's, you know, and Gambino specifically, like some of his songs, like he actually points that out. It's like, yeah, I know it sounds like, like pussy shit right now, but I, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. And so I'm hoping that when I talk about this, like mm-hmm. it'll encourage other people to like, yeah, you want you know, people to relate to your exactly. music 100%. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and that's, yeah. Music's a universal language. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Like it, it speaks to so many people and there's so many people that like, I am not great with putting my words on paper. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just not. I'm I don't feel that I'm a great writer. I try to write a little bit, but I'm just I'm not good with it. Yeah. I, I can express myself in other ways. But like something about writing stuff down on paper is really hard for me. So when I hear an artist put out like certain lines, let's say things that it, it'll it'll reflect and like, I'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah i oh, feel yeah. that like okay that's that's what i was trying to say yeah exactly like, that those are the words i was trying to get out at that time so oh, like, yeah. i i appreciate stuff like that mm-hmm. so much when there's a lot of like, thought and depth and mm-hmm. vulnerability in your lyrics and music so mm-hmm. and I've, I've come to the point too where it's like uh, there is people there are people that are very gifted and like just have a way with words mm-hmm. but i feel like even a lot of them will tell you it's like the quality of what I have right now is a result of like years of oh, yeah. trying of years of like most of the stuff. I mean, I'll say right now, most of the stuff I write 
like just is is garbage. <laughs> like, I mean, I, w- I would venture to say every, most yeah. of the stuff most people write yeah. is garbage. Yeah, because I mean, but your top of the line keeps yeah. getting better. Exactly. And so when you do write something that's at the peak of your mm-hmm. talent, like that's the one out of five hundred. Exactly. You're like, this is exactly it. for every for every album or you know EP composed you know of like you're just seeing the best of like mm-hmm. hundreds of songs that were like, nope, nope, that's not, oh, but this one's good, you know? And it's, so it is, it's it's a creative muscle. Like it's something mm-hmm. that you have to really like flex and like, you know, that's, and I'm, I'm challenging myself to do that more and more this year, not just with, you know, writing lyrics, but just like composing songs and everything. Like the more I can flex that muscle, like the better I'm going to get at it. And I, I feel like with this EP, it's definitely like a result of, years and years of just like trying to get something good out and i i'm i'm proud of it i i, de- I don't ever want to put something out just because it's like oh well this will do good it's like no i want to actually have an emotional like attachment to it yeah like, you, yes yeah. like you yeah, said you, you're proud of it you want to be proud of your work mm-hmm. you don't want to just like put something out there half-assed exactly and, like, and because you're not obligated to put things out from a bigger company oh exactly you can put out what i was like you're yeah, putting yeah. this out ready. because you want to put it out you're yeah. putting this out because you you want your story and or voice to be heard mm-hmm. and you want like you want people to see if people relate to it you're doing it because you love it oh yeah and that's the mm-hmm. difference yeah like people that and you know it, you ain't getting rich off spotify like, so. oh yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that people shit on taylor swift <laughs> yeah. people shit on taylor swift a lot but man she's one of the most hardworking people dedicated to her job yeah and she does it because she loves it oh yeah I tell you she what, writes the, and the sings the stunt of her re-recording it. her albums for the rights <laughs> like <laughs> that right there makes yeah, her a fucking yeah. legend mm. uh, that's more punk rock than fucking yeah. anybody yeah, in the exactly. world like oh like, yeah you can have those recordings that I'm was, just gonna re-record it almost yeah. identically mm, that was the biggest middle finger to the mm-hmm, music industry yeah. I have ever seen at the perfect time when they needed a big fuck you yeah well i mean and it it sucks because while there are a lot of great things or like a lot of good people and a lot of good like systems in the industry Mm -hmm. i feel like if your only focus is just we are just trying to make more money than the last album there is something that you you will lose because Mm -hmm. when you think about it completely in business aspects, you want to minimize risks. Well, a lot of the best albums that were put out were huge risks. Like they were huge, man. And I was like, you, you can't, it's like you, as a business person, that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm really glad for the Nashville community because we know this and it's not just musicians. There are engineers, there are sound people, there are promoters that are all on that same, like, we just want the product to be good, you know, mm-hmm. like more than any above all else. We just want to put out good music, you know, and it's I feel like the industry, on the other hand, it's like they try to quantify it and make it a science and like yep. be like, you know, well, this is what sells. And we really think that this demographic is what's best for you and blah, blah, blah. So maybe take out that one lyric or blah, 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 blah. Like and I even and you know, with, sometimes they're right. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they are right. Sometimes I, yeah. it's very constructive mm-hmm. and it can polish up something that wasn't yeah. quite there. Exactly. But, but it, when it, it there does is, lose something, mm-hmm. like it loses something that isn't quantifiable. Exactly. You can't put it on paper. You can't tell somebody what it was and how mm-hmm. to add it or subtract it and make it work mm-hmm. because it's something that somebody would have felt. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you can always, the people there, I feel like there are two sides of this camp, which both have grains of truth in them. Mm-hmm. There are people that think like the general population is dumb. And then there are people that have a little bit more faith in it. And the thing that gives me more faith is you can usually tell 
when an artist has that first great album and it blows up and they're awesome. And then when they immediately sell out, you can hear it in the songs. Mm-hmm. You're just like, nah. I ain't buying this. You can hear this. it in the singing. Exactly. You can, like, yeah. so exactly. you can mm-hmm. totally hear that yeah. in her voice. Man. Like, well, like we're just trying to play the game, you know, like they just because they go mm-hmm. from this like rock or like this funk band to like just disco and you're like Dude, When all you're you know? focused on is that next single or that next mm-hmm. number one, like you lose all yeah. love for it. I, yeah. In my opinion. I've I've watched it happen to so many people. Friends of mine, art like big artists. It's just Yeah. Once they just start writing for the man and trying mm-hmm. to write that next mm-hmm. single, they're just pushing out songs. They don't. Oh, that one's like you said. Oh, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Do you want, exactly. Do you want um, good enough, or do you want fucking the amazing? Best. Yeah. Like, An like, example, in my opinion, is Morgan Wallen's new album. Mm-hmm. I've listened to that thing three times, top to bottom, and most tracks on there are filler tracks. Yeah. Well, there, there's a reason that that album was released the way it was released and why the songs are the way they are, and it's all because of Zach Bryan. See, Zach, I don't Zach, know any of... Zach Bryan. <laughs> so yeah. this isn't... So Zach Bryan went to go put out this like 30-song album, and they were like, no, that'll never work. Don't do this. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's, your music's too raw. It's not polished enough. Mm-hmm. And the industry is trying to tell him what to do. He's like, well, no, these are my songs. This is what I want to do. And like, mm-hmm. I just want to put them all out there. And yeah. he did that. And it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. What did Morgan Wallen do half the a year later? Thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing. And if you, if you listen, if you listen to the two sounds, that's another thing. Uh, Morgan's sound on this album is much more stripped down. The songs are slower. They try to be more thoughtful, but they are, they're filler songs. Mm-hmm. And it's they were trying to compete with Zach Bryan. So once it, again, it, sounds very it was the like man telling one, him what to do. Yeah, it yeah. sounds very much like they took one semi clever line, mm-hmm. wrote a song around that, pushed it out. Yeah, that's generally what. That's what a lot of the, music that's, is. That's yeah. most but, of his. Songs. But his yeah. last album, mm-hmm. and I'm very familiar because I have to play ninety percent of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Those songs, legitimately, even though I don't necessarily like them. Mm-hmm. They have something. There is yeah. something that you can't tangibly describe that is there that hook people. Oh, yeah. And we see it every night when we play the song. Yeah. yeah. 90% of the crowd lights up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This new album's not going to produce that same effect. Yeah. I mean, I, the only one I've learned so far, and it was the day after, was uh, last night. That was the one that, mm-hmm. the last night, we, bam, 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 like that one, which yeah. is the easiest song on bass. <laughs> like, it's super <laughs> easy. It's so, three chords. Exactly. Three the whole time. And, uh, but no, I mean, but yeah, it is, I feel like the general public can usually tell, and it's usually, a, you know, the test of time, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of tells. And I think Morgan Wallen will probably be successful with that batch of songs just because oh, he, sure has, he, he has the name. He has, he has his fan base is very loyal. To yeah, push it right exactly. Now. And his fan base is very loyal, and there's a lot of passion for him, so, too. So. And they're not bad songs. Yeah, yeah. What I've noticed about the request for his songs on Broadway is people lose their mind when they hear his name mm-hmm. and they'll come up, Morgan Wall, Morgan Wall, because that's all they know. That's all the mm-hmm. radio spits out at them. Yeah. Yeah. The reactions to his songs are about, mm, we'll put it on a scale of one to a hundred. Mm-hmm. They're about 50. Mm-hmm. Then we play Blink-182 and Mr. Brightside mm-hmm. and Jimmy World yeah. or hell, Shania Twain. Yeah. And, the level that we get back is it. Oh yeah. And that, that goes back to what he just said about test of time. Like when you hear, when you hear what's my age again, Mm -hmm. 
that comes with a whole fucking scenario of memories. Oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. that is my late middle school, early high school years. Mm -hmm. And it all hits me. In fairness, Morgan Wallen's tunes haven't had time to generate a memory. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And You're they, still they will. living a lot of that them will, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Something like Sand in My Boots, that's oh, going to yeah. make people feel something in 10 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. I play that song a lot with Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> I play that song a lot with him. It's a good tune. Yeah, it is. It is. As much as I, I, I have my opinions about Morgan Wallen, I'm just like, this song is not I mean, I think song. he's I mean, a you know, like, yeah. But, Morgan yeah. Wallen is just a product of of the industry and of Nashville. That's all he is. I mean, Mm -hmm. he will, he what he went on the voice and did well on there. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. he didn't, he looked and sounded nothing like he does now. Mm -hmm. Like they completely like, Oh, we're going to change your whole look and make you do this. And you're, and they got it. Yeah. The band though. Holy balls. They're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got it. They got it right. When it came to the, you know, he was one of the examples of like the industry kind of like, they have their boundaries and set of rules, and it actually worked for them and him in mm-hmm. that scenario. But I mean, there've been a lot of there've been artists I've played for that have been signed that just get totally like just steamrolled. Like, yeah, I mean, and it's just it's one of the guys I was playing for. Like, it just seems like they have him on TikTok all the time. It's like, we just want one of your songs to go viral before we make you really active. Well, that's and, the like, thing. Like the way from the way I look at it is like, you know what else would really help? Just letting him play fucking shows, like getting mm-hmm. him on the bill with like opening acts, like, and that's not just because I play for him. I'm just saying. That Dave like, Grohl said it best. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl said it best. Just get your music out there and just play. Just yeah. go play shows. Mm-hmm. He goes, you, you want to get noticed? More you want to get famous? Somebody at a live show than any other. You media. just play. Yeah. The Foo Fighters were nobody. Like yeah. Dave had some success in Nirvana mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but really. Mm-hmm. Dave was an, uh, still a nobody. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he he had success as a drummer in several bands. And he I mean, look well, at how long it took people to realize it's the same dude. Exactly. But <laughs> exactly. Like, when he when he started Foo Fighters, they just crammed into a van and just started playing shows mm-hmm. anywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere. Yep. And then, and I mean, it, to be fair, that's how Nirvana got so yeah, successful. Yeah. Is they just fucking played? Because that's that's what bands did back then. Yeah. That, that's. I will say that my band, Where Vegas Lies, back home, the reason that we had the success that we had is because we played as much as we could every month. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, we could only play on a week, Fridays and Saturdays, but yeah, we'd have two back-to-back shows. Yeah, okay, Battle of the Bands, sure, let's do it. Oh, you need an opener? Oh, yeah. you need somebody? Yeah, okay, we'll be there. Like, we just played, and we built a great fan base. Yeah. And unfortunately, things went south for us later on, but, you know, it... It's just that time, you know. So many, I had so many friends back home that were in bands, and they were good bands. And I was always scared to play with them because I was like, "Damn, these guys are good." They never played shows. Mm. It wasn't. They just did it because it was fun to them. Like they weren't, yeah. you know, they weren't like me. Like they didn't live it. And it, that's that's why that's we did better. Is because yes. we just played shows. We showed up. We rocked the fucking house and yep. had a good time. And then but, somewhere somebody said the word oversaturation, and everything changed. <sighs> See, that's that's something I'm actually going to try to challenge this year with uh, Year Love. I'm supposed to be getting together with uh, Abraham and my buddy Evan Pearson, who does uh, booking as well. And um, I'm actually like one of the when we were we've been told in the past is like, well, you don't want to oversaturate your mm-hmm. market. But the thing is, we have three hundred and like six, like three hundred and thirty likes on Instagram. Like there are millions of people in Nashville. That's like, what? How? My how exactly is, am I going like, to oversaturate this market? <laughs> you know, it's like if. If you're not wanted in a market, yeah. sure you can oversaturate. Yeah. 
but if you're doing something if your yeah. name is everywhere mm-hmm. and everybody's seeing your name yeah. they're gonna get curious yeah they're gonna yeah. be like why uh, yeah. why is why your is this playing band all the time? exactly, exactly. They, they got shows every thursday and friday what's going yeah. on like we need I, to go check this out yeah and that's one of the i want to i want to talk to them about actually challenging that notion because like what's the worst that's going to happen <laughs> it's like we're going to get 150 new likes on Instagram, <laughs> you know, like just play. What, you know, what's Cobra the worst that's gonna happen? You get to play some shows and have a good fucking time. Exactly. Like exactly. <sighs> so yeah, but no, I but I agree. It's like, like you and you said, like you most bands don't live it because like a mm. lot of people like they they. And I mean, it's the general public doesn't really have an understanding of how it actually, the mechanics of the industry, how it works. Right. But nine times out of 10, quality of the band aside and the content, it's just about who knows the name. And mm-hmm. if the name, if you spend, like, you can have this amazing band that's like, well, we only want to play Fridays and Saturdays because that's when everybody's out. But then you have this, like, okay band that's just like, we did 56 shows last year. That band that okay band will probably be on opening slots mm-hmm. years before that other one. It's like, well, yep. we just uh, I can, out, I can know? attest to that. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I've been a part of those bands. Like, well, I'm going to play these days. Mm-hmm. And the then they're wondering, well, why aren't, why aren't we getting opening yeah. slots? Why, are, why are they, why are they getting all these? Because yeah. they're playing every single People fucking day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. playing every day. Yeah. This isn't just part time for them. They're playing every day. They've been out here hustling. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've been doing this for eight years. They've only been doing it for three. They yeah. probably played 500 shows in three years. And exactly. you played maybe a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Dude, there's this so, one, uh, there's one guy I was talking to. I want to say his name's connor i can't pronounce his last name connor shink like it's he's a broadway cat or he plays a lot of cruise ships and stuff but he's oops, sorry about that I wanna but do uh, a cruise ship game. he uh he's done cruise ships and he came here and did some covers but he was talking about how he plays cobra pretty regularly and like the last time he played he had like 90 people out at a show and i'm like good for you dude like if mm. you've been hustling that's what you deserve like that's, that's what this that's, is yeah, that's for real. the game is hustling yeah. yeah so he's and he's he's a good kid man super talented loves nirvana loves the grunge all that and he plays i think he plays guitar and keys pretty well but he he's a good guy so i so and i'm i'm that's kind of what i want to challenge your love to do this year like what if we just played like East Room, Cobra, you know, Springwater, you yeah. know, and just like just played those just like play invitation, them. you know, like just every every Tuesday night, which I mean for me would work because all my friends are musicians and they're yeah. usually playing Thursday through <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm off Tuesdays. I'll come to your show. Exactly. Shit exactly. You want to just come out on a Tuesday and see some original bands? Fuck and yeah, I do. Dude, they're like, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> dude, right? There's the couple of bands that they're not as active as they used to be, but there are on Spotify if you want to check them out. Uh, well, one of them is the the Burps. Like the burps are literally like, you might have to have a segment where you listen to like certain because they are ridiculously good. They're like Nirvana and like Kings of Leon like had a baby. Like it's super grungy but hella like melodic at the same oh, that's time. Cool. Like uh, I I talked to their um their drummer like he's a he's a downtown uh, he he plays downtown and uh, I cannot remember his name and I hate it but I'm terrible he's, with names. He's amazing but he came from a jazz background and he's playing in this rock band like composing like these really like long cool jams that are super ambient and like heavy and they're dude check out the burps the burps are great <laughs> like I they were one of the first bands I saw down here where I was like you guys are gonna be famous and I know you cause like they did to me the same thing that Kings of Leon did and Linkin mm-hmm. Park did like I heard them live I was like and they're just really cool dudes. Like, I know the front man has a couple. He has a family. He has a full-blown family. So he can't really play as much. But I really want to get him on a bill. And there's another band down here called Backhand. They've been 
band. Like, I've kept up with them for years. I knew them when they were the Gad Gods. It's just piano and drums. And I think every now and then they'll have a guitar player. When they started, they had a guitar player. But that piano player, Connor, it's another Connor, uh, Connor Hastings. Like, great voice. He's got a lower voice, lower register, but he can, like, scream, like, really well. And, like, everything he composes on piano. Like, it's really original stuff. And I'm like, dude, I want to share bills with those so bad. That and one of my old bandmates, uh, Gavin, uh, he uh, has his own band now called Photo Youth. But he's a younger guy. He's about 22. 223 and um not old like us yeah i know he's not not old old fart like us but he's he's got a lot of cool like it's he's like blended like his indie taste with like kind of like mgk kind of stuff but it it sounds good and it's like for his aesthetic i'm like yo it's so i want to i want to get like just people i know like on bills and stuff i've got some ideas and i kind of threw some things out there to brian and i'll talk to you after Mm -hmm. this podcast yeah not something i want to throw out here on just yet i want to have things in play before I start announcing them. Yeah, yeah. But I have some ideas for for some stuff like that that we That'd can be awesome. definitely uh, talk about after this podcast. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're over a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. all right. I've really been enjoying this conversation. I've mm-hmm. just been listening and thoroughly enjoying it. You, you've, I love being able to take a deep dive into like the mentality and psychology oh, of yeah. the business and not just yeah. the music, but like how yeah. everything connects or doesn't connect. Yeah, I, I will say I feel like the, the tides of the business are starting to change a lot because like mm. like I was saying with you know Joe Rogan opening that club in Austin, they're getting on that Nashville shit where it's like, oh, it's not about who you know it's just about the community it's about mm. being like an asset to the community and i feel like comedians are going to become the tastemakers the same way like musicians people that actually work in the industry are going to be the tastemakers and it's going to raise the quality of everything oh absolutely you know i think that a lot more indie artists are going to come out in the next couple of years that are just going to be like how did you blow up be like it was like a combination of a hundred people <laughs> that i knew right. that were like just at the right place at the right time like i mean everything from uh, the engineers we use or the bookers we use they're all mm-hmm. independent like they're all mm-hmm. and they all work here everyone's trying to do and that's whole, the thing if you yeah. can get a team around you that legitimately mm-hmm. believes in you and your sound yeah like there's nothing more valuable exactly than and somebody you, that wants you to succeed yeah. yeah and i would rather be less famous and make less money i mean enough to like su- survive and live comfortably yeah we like to eat yeah, yeah. like i'd love <laughs> I, to I like yeah i'd love to table. be able to just pay my rents live comfortably you know just like you know making you know, an, a good amount of money without selling my soul to the industry. The industry mm-hmm. like, well, do you want like, you know, do you want world recognition? It's like, dude, I'd be fine making eighty k a year just touring six months out of the year. You know, yeah. and like just paying for a yeah. house. Like that's all I want to do. Like, and if I have to take less fans to do that and get to choose my schedule and play the music I want to play the way I want to play it with people around me that'll help me make it the best. That's all I care. A hundred real fans mm-hmm. beats ten thousand people that know your name. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Every time. Exactly because those hundred fans are not only going to buy your merch, they're mm-hmm. going to invite their friends, they're going to share you on a social media, like. And you, you know. can interact with a hundred people. Mm-hmm. You can make them genuinely excited to yep. be a part of your story. Exactly. Exactly. And that's I think that's where the business is headed. I, I hope any industry people will pay attention. And be like, all right. Mm. It's it's the musicians turn now. <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna have to, you're gonna you're like. I mean, they're a bank at this point. It's like, dude, just trust. Like the eco, the these ecosystems are starting to spring up that are gonna make you so much fucking money if you actually respect it and don't sit on top of it. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we see somewhat of like a musical uh, revolution, kind of like we did in the '90s, where mm-hmm. people start like 
riding raw again. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think say, we'll have to. Fuck the industry mm-hmm. and just... Yeah. I, I, because there's so many ways to get your music out there and so many ways to have shows without having a backing. Honestly. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The reality mm-hmm. of music and where the industry wants it to be are so far apart right oh, now yeah. that that rubber mm-hmm. band's going to snap. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. There's no way to true. pull it back together mm-hmm. at this point. Well, Bobby, do you have a question for Kenny today before we get out of here? I do. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Bobby hasn't so? been telling me his questions anymore. Oh, so I don't I'm make them up until I say I do. Okay. Awesome. So I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> hurt yourself. This will be interesting. Kyle, you mentioned your show earlier that just went completely south and you had to walk out. Yeah. Kenny, what is your worst show story that had nothing to do with the Ooh. band, but had everything to do with everything around the That's band? a good question. Oh, worst show story. Oh, man. I feel like the worst times I've had are usually when I'm like really like, well, I used to drink a lot when I first came down here just because it was like just the easy thing to do. You know, yeah, you come in really and like start your shift, you know, and um, kind of happens before you yeah. realize it does. Yes, how exactly. Much, how acceptable Oh yeah, accessible. It is. Yeah, it's very accessible and acceptable, like <laughs> yeah. for better or worse. But I feel like the worst ones I've had, man, have been when I've just been hungover. I can't think of anything in particular right now. However, I do have a funny, a funny Broadway story. I think yes. it happened on one of those those shifts where it was like I was playing with Dalton nice. at the time. All right, love Dalton. So he might have. I didn't listen to his podcast yet, but I would. I wouldn't be surprised if he he got into some stories like this, but. uh but we were playing is HTC three. It was one night, and I was I was already pretty like kind of rough. I was kind of raw, anyways. I was like Ugh, pretty pretty hungover, and something happened that just turned the whole thing around. But um, we're playing, we're we're killing it. It's like a ten to close. We're singing Country Girl, and we notice these this couple, um, this guy and this girl, like kind of like you know they meet that night and then they start dancing and they're doing like really like complicated like swing country dance kind of stuff. Like they know what they're doing. The guy yeah. knows what he's doing, right? Well. He, he had been drinking a little bit that night. We're singing Country Girl Dance and watching them and everything. And he, the guy out there, like he gets the girl. And he's trying to do like the swing around the body thing. Mm-hmm. And he does around the hips pretty well. Like, oh, wow, this guy knows what's up. He tries to go over the back and just does that twitch real quick where it's like, uh-oh, like he lost it. And he just straight stone cold Steve Austin. This girl is boom. Oh, my and you God. Just see, you see Dalton. I see Dalton in front of me like singing. Like his back is facing me. And then he sees that and he t- spins around real quick. And he's like trying not to laugh while he's singing. And it is the funniest thing. I was laughing about it for the whole gig. And like uh, luckily amazing. she was fine. She was okay and everything. Like he got her up and like, nope, you know, she was okay. But they definitely stopped dancing after that. Like <laughs> definitely. Like that poor girl is like, oh, having a magical time. Slam. Just like, oh, you know, like, no, like it cracks me up, man. But yeah, that was pretty funny. That went from being a really like hungover, like, oh, my God, I want to go home to like seeing that to be like, this is this is the reason. We're going to be all right. This, yeah, this is the reason I got into the industry. <laughs> it's like for moments like this. <laughs> like, That's absolutely amazing. Uh, That's yeah. absolutely amazing. Well, I'm going to ask the same question that I always ask. Mm-hmm. If you got three pieces of advice. For anybody interested in Nashville, wanting to come to Nashville, wanting to know anything about Nashville, what's three pieces of advice you can give them? All right. Well, I will tell you, first piece of advice is you don't have to be signed to make money playing music. <laughs> like, you really don't. It's Nashville true. is a proven place. And not just, like, anywhere there's an entertainment district where you can rub the right elbows and know the material, you can get in and play it. But if you're going to come to Nashville specifically, 
I actually have like a lot of us have like Spotify playlists where you can actually well I've sent it to like thousands of people mm. and be like hey you know like well I won't say thousands maybe like hundreds but I'll you know the most important thing I'll say starting out is take the time to learn the material like if you can like befriend someone that's downtown that plays you know preferably your instrument so you can sub for them just you know get the set list from them and like just take I mean, it's, it's a lot of music to learn, but that's usually the hardest part is it getting is. that stuff memorized. Mm -hmm. So learn that stuff, um, get the guitar tab, get a guitar tabs app where you can actually like make a library of sheet music for yeah, your safety you can follow net. follow along if you need exactly. to. Exactly. And then, um, but learn that, you know, rub elbows. And then once you start, you know, sitting, feeling comfortable, you can start sitting in with those people. And then once you sit in with them and like get real comfortable, that's usually where it'll it'll start to you know just keep doing it with multiple bands. Once you're at that point, just remember don't be an asshole. Like always check your ego at the door. Like this is like a community where we like to root for the people that we work with. We like we want to like actually be in each other's corner. So if you you know you have to be considerate of that. So always like spend your first year down there just like listening, you know, and like mm -hmm. just hanging out and playing and like. And being cool, you know, like you want to hang with people as well. If you can, one thing I found out that like when you make an event, like we do this thing now with a group of friends, Lucky Duck, like we go every Wednesday night to Lucky Ducks in East Nashville and people are starving for that. Like, especially musicians, like they want to go like hang out and just not play music. So if you can do stuff like that, just get events together where you're just hanging and just not even talking about music. That's what I need mm -hmm. to do more of is go mm -hmm. hang with people and yeah. not be like, I know it's it's fine. Like, well, I'm sure we're talking about music. We're musicians, mm -hmm. but it's nice to like get away oh, from yeah. that and just not have to talk about work exactly. and Broadway and just mm -hmm. like be people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's not so much in this city. Like I said, it's not about who you know in the city. It's about who knows you, and it's about the value of your name. So if you really take the time to not only develop your skill on your instrument but just be a good person try to be a good person you're gonna mess up you're gonna make mm. mistakes own them you know like yeah. don't don't act like you're in, imperfect like but saying i yeah. was a dick i'm sorry yeah. means so much oh yeah for real like mm -hmm. that will change somebody's opinion of yes. you instantly Take, yeah taking yeah. ownership of your shit real quick mm -hmm. will change people's opinions exactly so i mean I, I mean that's always been like the two basic rules in nashville is like you know learn the material like the record don't be a dick and you're usually you're at least gonna be able to pay rent, you know, right. and like, yeah. and you'll have a whole bunch of new friends, you know, like mm -hmm. just focus. Your biggest enemy in this town is yourself. Like Absolutely. it's not anybody else. It's not someone that's better than you or someone that you know does all this or whatever. No, it's it's you. Like learn. Like just put in. If you whatever you put into this, you're gonna get out. So go home and practice. Like practice your skills. Practice getting better at soloing. Practice, you know, singing. If you're good, if you're good enough at singing, practice that. Like yeah. just challenge yourself to be better. Let the city inspire you to be better. Don't let it intimidate you to you know, like try to get over on people. It's like oh, I don't have to get better. I can just do this. No, don't do all that. Like we, everyone's had enough of that in L.A. and New York. We want something new. We want it a community where it's like. We're all in this together, so I know it's a lot of advice, but no, <laughs> like great. it's all been but yeah, great advice. But it, it is like it's just be be a good person and be or be a good musician, but be a better person. You know, that's what I'll Ooh, say. I like so that. Sure, yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, be a good musician, but a better person. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! Well, Kenny, thank you so much for coming on to the show with us today. We're we're very very happy to have you here, man. You've always had some great stories and great yeah, advice. Man. I 
I don't ever get to sit down and talk with you very much mm-hmm. outside of like our passings on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's nice to actually sit down and, and hear your stories and hear mm-hmm. your sides of things. I, I, I've absolutely loved it, man. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody where they can find you and, and your original band as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can find your love on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify as well, but the Instagram is at uh, your love official. Um, I mean, you can find me on Instagram as well, phantomwalker89, you know, that's me. Uh, and if you ever have any questions about, you know, playing down here, let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer them for you. So Kenny's a great mm-hmm. dude to know and, and definitely a great friend yes. to have. So Oh, EP mm-hmm. coming out. Your Love's EP is coming out in June, hopefully, the new one. So stay tuned. And you said so, you had music out now? Yeah, we do have an EP, like one EP and a few singles out on Spotify okay. right now. So yeah, we'll, I'll we'll throw, throw, you on I'll throw a couple of the tracks up on the oh, awesome. the playlist. All right, Bob, where can they find you at? I am at Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search Story of Bob, you will find me. (laughs) And I'm Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Bass everywhere. Again, I'm not hard to find. Come find me. <laughs> but, Kenny, thank you so much for hanging out with us, mm-hmm. man. We're going to get out of here. It's It's been a blast. We'd love to have you back on and have Absolutely. your drummer and, and, yes, and get some yes. more stories from you guys. But uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm. AMF. Bye, Sickle. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up, and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.